Wanted, someone to go back in time and cover games news with us. This is not a joke. Oh shit, fuck. Wanted, someone to go back in time and cover games news with us. This is not a joke. You'll get paid an exposure after we get back. We've done this five times before. Journalism not guaranteed. Isn't it six? Yeah, the last one that I saw copied and pasted said four. Alright, awesome. Journalism not guaranteed. The only gaming news podcast that covers future, past, present, future not included. I'm Tectonic Improv, and here are my hosts. Uh, I'm Tabby Nickel. We're the only gaming podcast that's ahead of the curve. I'm Mel Toxicity, and I am way too stuffed on stuffed crust pizza. How was the pizza? Do you want to... You, you were talking about <laughs> how you wanted to tell us more on the podcast. Dude, this is a call-out post for John Schnatter right now. Um, no, uh... <clears throat> No, I just go to order some stuffed crust pizza from Papa John's, and I'm like, okay, well, they have an option. It's like epic stuffed crust pizza, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, <clears throat> that's that's great and all. Uh, I don't mind an epic stuffed crust pizza, but like, where are the sizes? And I just think, and I'm looking. There's just no sizes anywhere. I can't. And I, I, then I realize epic is the size, and it's just a large. And I, oh, that's, so I spent that's like 10 minutes, I spent like 10 minutes just like sitting there trying to figure out like what the size was supposed to be. And it's just epic. So is there like an extra epic size if you no. want like a big pizza? No, they only come in epic size. Sorry. Well, is epic big? It's like a large. So well, what, like, like, like what inch? kind of large are we talking? Because diameter. some, re- some, some restaurants have like, have like pretty large pizzas but then sometimes there are some restaurants that have like fucking insanely large pies mm-hmm. i know? think papa john's large is like 16 inch radius okay. diameter i don't Lame. know how they measure it but circumference it's it's 14 it's inches diameter. oh is it 14 okay 14 uh, yep an extra large comes between 16 and 18 is that diameter or is that radius that is uh diameter Okay. Radius is would be half, so yep. like half of eighteen inches is like it's is se- it's up. diameter seven squared. Okay, what's the circumference though? So I got a PS five. Yeah. Pog, 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 pog. Showed up in the mail. Showed up in the mail on uh on Monday. I, I as soon as I got into work, I got the email that that my package from Walmart had been delivered. So I, I was kind of I was a little pissed. But you know, can't, I can't really complain too much because you know it's it's there now. So so I, I spent the whole day at work being like, ah, oh, it's just just one more hour of work, one more hour of work, and then and then and then I can go I can go set my PS five, and thankfully it wasn't as bad as a uh, as when I got the OLED and it took me like an hour and a half to set that thing up because it's a video game console, so you just sort of plug it in and let it go. Uh, it's pretty cool. I can I can imagine you you ran home you plugged it in you excitedly pulled out your no games and didn't play them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <Damn. laughs> at, at, least, at least the at least the console itself comes with a game. Oh, what uh, did it come I with? I have Demon Souls though, so a, a game with heavy quotations. Wait, what's the game? Uh, Astro's Playroom. It is a glorified tech demo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty fun. It the thing is is. Uh, the thing is, is that like, you know, they he they has all these like little cameos of like the little Astrobot guys who are like pretty cute. Uh, they're like some of them are dressed up as other like Sony or Sony associated IPs, and every single time I see one of them, I'm just like, 
man, Sony hasn't done shit with you in years and probably <laughs> never will. Yeah. And this yeah. is a little cynical, I guess, but like, come on, dude. I see Jumping Flash. It's like, what the fuck was the last time they used Jumping Flash? <laughs> <laughs> or oh. like Ape Escape. It's oh, like, you fuckers peace. didn't even, you fuckers didn't even publish Ape Escape 2 in the West. Suck a dick. <laughs> Fucking annoying. Uh, Demon Souls is cool, though. Uh, I spent an hour and a half trying to beat the first level of Shrine of Storms. You know, I still haven't touched Demon Souls, and I've had it since it, since launch. I mean, I like it. Yeah, no, I like Demon Souls. I just haven't tried good Demon Souls. Hey, you have it on PS3, right? So you do have good Demon Souls. No, that one runs at like three frames a second. It runs at like <laughs> twenty five, thirty. It's eighteen max. No, it's not. Yes. God, so annoying. It's like literally fine most of the time. Most of the time, <laughs> it's literally fine forty percent of the time. It's better when than you're the in areas that don't have enemies. Yeah, see, it's better than the thirty-two X. All right, my bad. And that's you're right. You're right. And that's the bar we have. So that's kind of all. PS5, thirty-two X, pizza, <laughs> Sega thirty-two X. I think we can get into the news now. Yeah, right? I don't. I don't yeah. know when we started just talking about shit at the beginning of this podcast. But well, well it's just supposed to be the. It's the icebreaker section. Yeah. You know, okay. you just sort of talk about stuff for a bit. Extend uh, the runtime. Extend the runtime. <laughs> we got. We got to hit two and a half hours, guys. We have to, <laughs> so we can run more ads. <laughs> So yeah. so when so when I listen to it at double speed at work, I can I have an hour lot time. Do you listen to podcasts at two x speed? Yeah, because I have insane. to. I have to do the liner notes. I have to do the liner notes. Oh, I thought I was asking like all podcasts. Fuck no! Okay, I actually um so in in Reaper the podcast is one hundred twenty beats per minute, and I put put it up to two hundred beats per minute when I edit it. So it's I'm also doing kind of two x speed beats per minute. Yeah, well, you know this is how it how it does. Yeah, let's get into the news. What what do we got, Tabby? Yeah, Tabby, uh, you start. Yeah, I'll start. Uh, I'll start with the thing I've been wanting to talk about the most. Um, So there was a thing on Twitter going about like devs. What's an Easter egg you put into your uh, game that nobody ever found? And uh, one of the directors, I believe, of Homefront the Revolution just went out on Twitter and said, yeah, there's a full 4K remaster of Time Splitters 2 inside this game. (laughs) And everybody kind of just went like, what? Because the the first two everyone's levels- saying all these all these like little sorry everyone's saying all these like little things and just like yeah I put this uh, I put this little message to my uh, my my soon to be daughter in the video in the video game it's like oh yeah I uh, I, uh, I I I added like a extra firework effect it's like uh, I added a remaster of an old video game in my in the code that no one's found somehow what yeah so. Uh, he used to work for Crytek, which is the company that made that game. And people knew that the first two levels existed. Level one, level two was data mined and level one was found. Um, so, and people just assumed it was like, oh, it's a little thing. Apparently the, the guy or whoever put it in there owns the source code to the game, to Time, to time Splitters 2. <laughs> so that's why he was able to full, make a, a full, like... Uh, a full port inside Homefront the Revolution. He apparently went 
uh, also, I didn't realize this because I didn't read his replies to the tweet. Um, he ported the multiplayer for it as well. Um, How do you keep this a secret? How do you not tell someone this? If somebody were to like go into the game and hack in like multiple like arcade machines, it would boot to the multiplayer menu and you could like possibly maybe play multiplayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but more importantly, the big thing about it is uh, people are asking him like, well, how do we access everything else? And all that, and he goes, well, you know, you had to, like, find everything in the game or, like, 100% it or something to technically get everything, which nobody did because this game is terrible. Um, and he said he said there was a cheat code that you could do because it's, like, hidden inside an arcade machine. Uh, and he's and it was like, well, do you have the cheat code? And he went, no. I gave it to somebody to leak about three years ago in a Discord server. They called him a liar and banned him, and I've since <laughs> lost that notebook. They do it for free. Yes. Um, so, uh, all right. So easy. All we have to do is 100% home front the revolution, and then we can get Time Splitters 2 HD. Yeah, about that. So ah, um, uh, here it is. I decided with this, and also like before this even came out, I had this weird thought in the back of my head of like I should replay Homefront, the original game. Ta- what Tavi did when she saw this news was just like I know, goes to her shelf, grabs her collector's edition of the Homefront, the Revolution. It's uh, like I. Time to play you again. I didn't have a collector's edition. I rented that game, so I don't. I didn't from even Gamefly? own it for my Xbox. Uh, no. So uh, everyone renting video games is this old thing that people used to do, where for a weekend you you instead of purchasing a game outright, you spent four to eight dollars to. All right, fucking. Uh, it was five dollar rentals because uh, it was summertime. Uh, at least I think it was summertime, or it was like it was a school break because it was like in like two thousand nine. Um or Hollywood video was like the last one open. Um, and so I was like, okay, you know, I should replay Homefront Cause I remember like enjoying that game, not remembering anything about, it. I just remember enjoying it and boy, was I wrong. <laughs> um, so the game is, uh, what, what the seventh gen? Yeah. So it is, it, it is one of those games that you could analyze it and break it down and point out every single problem with seventh gen uh like triple a western action games inside Front just yeah inside it's just, a single it's just game. one of those games to me um gunplay is really bad except for i remember the multiplayer being good and i've talked with other people because i was streaming uh playing this inside a discord server and people are like yeah i played the multiplayer the multiplayer was good but the servers are down, so you can't play it anymore. Um, well, okay, is it like good? Like I thought, Resistance: Fall of Man's multiplayer was good, and tell, people tell me that it wasn't. And I've watched yeah. gameplay, and I, I can't, like Metro I, Prime 2's multiplayer, and I can't <laughs> give you a legitimate answer because the gameplay I see, it's like those people are bad at first-person shooter games, so I can't trust their opinion. Um, yeah. And I just, I'd have to play it again, and you can't. So I, that's that. Um, however, that game is uh on the the this the most bottom level uh problematic on the highest level racist uh yeah it's um, about like it's about like it's it's just red dawn right it is so it's written by the guy who wrote the screenplay for red dawn didn't know that until i beat the game which was interesting let's just call it red dawn then but uh, North Korea, like North Korea, makes a conglomerate and takes over all of Asia, and then invades the uh, the western half of the U.S. And then you, as a part of the resistance, you and your uh, your quirky teammates wearing a 
a don't tread on me flag shirt uh, and a Texas Longhorns cowboy belt. Uh, oh, wait, this is the ori- this is just home front, right? Yes. All right, I, I keep thinking this is home front. The revolution. No, no, no. This we'll, we'll get that came out way later. I home was getting Re- confused. It was like seven years later, I think. It came out in 2016. This one came out 2011. Did it came out 2011? March. Yeah. Wow. I well, time flies. Maybe I didn't rent it. Maybe I like borrowed it from a friend then. But whatever. For um, eight bucks. What was I saying? Oh yeah. Uh, so there's it's. You know, you're you're attacking supply depots to get white phosphorus to shoot at the North Koreans. And it's the just North Koreans, like, like it's always white phosphorus. Yes, the, like every time. And they just, it's they just thought it was cool. It really is spec ops the line without any of the like we know what we're writing part of spec ops the line. Mm. Um. Also, every character sounds like a family guy side character i think i know exactly what you mean um yeah it's 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 great the 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 only major thing i want to mention about it is there's a scene where you shoot an exploding barrel and kill a and kill a soldier and then the uh the don't tread on me flag wearing shirt guy says i thought i smelled korean barbecue Jesus Christ! <laughs> Which, that is such uh, we, a like, like, like that's something I would expect Duke Nukem to say, not home front yes. men. Yes, um, <laughs> it's like a low wang line. Uh, and so, uh, because of that, I was like, okay, I was, I wanted to play home front so I could play home front the revolution. I went to play home front the revolution, uh, and then I found out after. Uh, playing it uh, or putting about 30 minutes into it that it was oh you have we don't have the access to you have to 100% it because I was trying to play the time slurs for the podcast to see how it was and I said fuck it and gave up um, don't play those games they're bad uh, but time splitters too though pretty good time splitters you too might- probably pretty good I haven't played it you might want to take a listen to the soundtrack though it's got also it's got some pretty cool uh, covers uh, like uh, war ensemble by Slayer covered by uh, as I lay dying um, oh, really? Fight the Power by Public Enemy. Yeah. Oh, covered by uh, the Dillinger Escape Plan featuring Chuck D. And Time Splitters 2? No, and Homefront. I might have to like, buy the soundtrack. That's kind of cool. Homefront or Homefront uh, the Revolution? Homefront. Regular Homefront. There was no uh, music of, in that game. Masters of War. Masters there was of no War by music Bob. in that game. I'm, I'm looking <laughs> at it right now. The, the, I don't know what you it, want. it was so much like... It, it literally sounded like the... Um, the Gearbox fake m- modern shooter they made as a press release for either like Borderlands or Duke Nukem. It it sounded very bad. Like I do not. I I believe that sounded maybe for the multiplayer. No, but I, I don't know. I don't. I literally there was no music in that game that was worth remembering. Okay, one more thing. One more thing about this game, then we can move on. For fuck's sake, uh, the THQ in the controversy section of Homefront, which is fairly large uh <laughs> thq released ten thousand balloons near san francisco as a publicity stunt during the G- uh, game developers contest angering local environmentalists after balloons fell into the san francisco bay <laughs> what <laughs> uh that, that's good and I'll, 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 it's it's banned in south korea for you know obvious yeah. reasons being racist yeah uh <laughs> Yeah, seven out of ten from Game Informer. Very cool. Thanks, Game Informer. That's GameStop like, like magazine, right? It's like a four or a three. It was at the time. I feel like you four have to like take whatever critics say and just subtract three. Yeah. 
THQ Nordic. Since we mentioned them, we're just going to talk about this. Uh, That's nothing to do with THQ Nordic, actually. Uh, it's uh, there is your- THQ Nordic news. Well, it's, it's it's pretty quick though. They're just porting Destroy All Humans to the Switch. Oh, okay, that's cool. But uh, no, uh, Embracer Group uh, kind of sucked up Gearbox or like finished sucking up Gearbox. Uh, like the, the reason Atlas news from last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I mentioned this in relation to THQ Nordic is because they own THQ Nordic. Um, so. Uh, I don't know what this means. Uh, it's like Randy Pitchford was, uh, he's like, our team is incredibly excited about the opportunity we have now. Far from riding off into the sunset, we are now positioned to launch new IPs, do more with our existing brand, grow our base of incredibly talented team members, and capitalize on new opportunities in our mission to entertain the world. This is just a start. So, Randy Pitchford... Um, I don't know. Did he take a role like in in Embracer, like a leading role as part of this? Uh, Did anyone like follow I this at all? I can tell you. I don't know. Okay. Um, I I he probably maintains his position in the company in some way. I feel I feel like if he didn't, then he wouldn't have accepted the buyout. Yeah. I yeah. feel like Gearbox is doing fine. Or was they, doing fine. Well, was weren't they? Is like weren't they having to get games published? Borderlands is published by 2K, right? Take um, two, right? Same difference? Same difference. Well, they were always... Weren't they always published by them? Yeah, but that well, Gearbox like had some games that weren't, but all their big properties were uh, being published by people who were taking more of the profits from them, I think. So I think... The oh, buy- so you think that this could let them self-publish? So I think... Well, they're going to publish under the THQ Nordic brand. But it's going to allow them to um, to retain oh, I, I more guess, profits inside the company or something. I like guess that. I should note that this is like not necessarily like this is this is a merger, you know. So it's not like okay. I I was like everything I was reading on it made it sound like it was a buyout. So that's why I was a little confused. you know you know how mergers are. There's always like a percentage of like. You know, bigger company is still like taking more from smaller company, you know, but it's yeah. still a merger. Um, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, Randy Pitchford is going to be staying. <laughs> we know that for sure. Uh, yeah, Embracer is just like they just they just buy. They're they're in the business of of buying developers. That's it. It's, a, it's what it's they a do. Good business. They at least for the developers, it's a good business for them to get money from people. Yeah, we should start doing that. I think. Journalism not guaranteed games. JNG games. Yeah. Challenge everything. Very good. We could be a household name. Uh, yeah. JNG well, games. Warning. I think that's all I have to say <laughs> about that, though. It's just like this is this is like money shifting hands, and I don't really. Uh, I guess it means that Gearbox will be doing new things, uh, whether they're good or not. Time will time will tell fun note about randy pitchford his personal uh company like llc behind him uh for legal trouble and stuff is called pitchford magic llc and pitchford. i just think it's very funny <laughs> yeah he's a musician uh he also is the owner of loot box llc <laughs> oh I, at least it's in the hands of a good guy like randy pitchford you know that, yep. that means no one else can take it exactly True. I looked at the whole business web once, and I, those are maybe the two maybe I now that it. like they're under the same banner, THQ Nordic can release like loot box remastered. What fucking 
<laughs> I mean, what games could they remaster that they haven't already? Because like they Borderlands. remastered Borderlands, they remastered Bulletstorm. Yeah, they did. It was like free when if you or was a free update on PC. It came free last, on your or a few years ago. I don't know. I, I like Duke Nukem Opposing 3D. Force. I don't know. Duke, Randy pretends he cares about Duke. He doesn't give a shit. Duke Duke. Nukem Forever remastered. Oh yeah, they (laughs) with a thousand um, new voice lines. Duke Nukem Forever, just do it again. Duke Nukem Forever, but get Gianni as Duke Nukem. (laughs) Duke Nukem, Duke Nukem Forever Infinity. (laughs) It's an endless runner. It's a roguelike. It's a roguelike shooter now. Those are all their age. Yeah. Uh, I think we could move on now. They could port Aliens Colonial Marines and fix that bug. The that one, one bug? Of, that the one makes, line of code that fixes that the game. That makes the xenomorph work? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Here, here's here's some cool stuff. Uh, the only reason I'm talking about this is because, is because Journalism Not Guaranteed is not a big podcast. So, if, so me talking about this does not count as narking. Uh, Metroid Prime? Uh, what the fuck? Prime 2D, I believe is what it's called. Yes, Prime 2D uh, has just released its first demo. Uh, I just heard about this, but apparently it's been in development since fucking 2004. Uh, it it essentially sounds exactly... It, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's Metro Prime, but in a 2D, in 2D style. Uh, I didn't... I was thinking about playing this. But yeah, I've been kind of busy this week. You know, I had to play my PS5 and all that jazz. Uh, looking at footage, like this shit looks insane. And, and the fact, better play it and download it before Nintendo nukes it from orbit. So here's the thing: is is that like, yeah, yeah, you know, everyone's gonna be like, Nintendo's going to kill this. Why are you guys talking about this? Uh, they are not. There's no way they're finishing this. Like I, I highly doubt that they that the same team or most of the same team that was involved with this project since '04 is even working on this right now. Uh, I, I I think that this demo is just sort of a way to to kind of what are you what are you laughing at? I was something later in the news. Don't worry about it. Okay, uh, it's just sort of, just sort of a way to. Um, pad out the pad out the like the resumes in a way you know get some eyes on the people involved in the project not not to say that that's like necessarily a bad thing but you, you know it's like it, it's probably i can't imagine this going much further than it already has and the fact it, but which is fine because you know it's like this is a really cool proof of concept in general like the stuff that they the the fact that they managed to get the scan visor like working and not make it look like like terrible is is pretty crazy in and of itself. And you know the visors are such a important part to what makes Metro Prime Metro Prime. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. That's all I gotta say. Right. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I'm, I'm like looking at it now. Um, I don't know anything about Metroid Prime, but yeah, this this is super cool. That people are working on this. Uh, I hope they do finish it. I remain optimistic. It'll get sniped by Nintendo. But also, it'll, it'll get sniped by there. Nintendo. We're going to have to call it something else, like PM2D, PM, PMP, Project MP. <laughs> Medroid 2D. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You got anything for uh, us, Tabby? 
Uh, yeah, I've got a couple things. Um, do you want to talk about the fighting game stuff? You want me to just break all that down? I know. I want to. I want to talk about uh, Balan Wonderworld. Hey, I said it right. To. Yes, we do. I almost called. I thought I called it Wonderland, but no, I said it right. Um, so Balan Wonderland. God damn it! Uh, you did that on purpose. Shut no, up. I didn't. I swear. Um, it's just it, this. The, the problem is that he his name's fucking Balan. So like, you want to say Balan Wonderland? Wonderland? Yeah, that's why. <laughs> Fuck you, Yuji Naka, you son of a bitch. Well, Yuji Naka might not be making any more video games um, because it debuted at under 2,100 copies in Japan. Um, That's a small amount. (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of a video game that sold that low before in a while. Like Uh, Sticky Balls for the the Gizmondo, I believe, sold 20,000 total in its lifetime. 20,000? For the Gizmondo. This is for the the Nintendo Switch. Um, It is also, I believe, the fourth worst reviewed uh, Switch game of all time. Yes. It it is only beating out uh, Ultra Off-Road 2019 Alaska Bounty Battle, which I didn't even realize that game out. I played that game at Evo like four years ago and it was bad, so I'm surprised. I have a poster from it. And Vroom in the Night Sky, which I think Vroom that... Vroom in the Night Sky is legendary. Is that like a Knights game? No, no, it's, um, you, it, it's like a, it's like a 2D shmup where you play as a witch girl, but okay. it, it came out very early. Yeah, you're like, oh, sounds cool. Uh, it came out very early on the Switch, like, I think like the first month or so, mm. and, uh, it, it's, it's, like, look up footage of it sometime, it's fucking terrible. Is it it's got a 17 on Metacritic. Yeah, it's like a two-who, kind of. That's fucking rough. Yeah, shout-outs to uh, Jeff Gerstman on Twitter for saying uh, Batland Wonderland has, or Wonderworld has near-lethal levels of your friend imported this PS2 game for like $110 and is going to convince themselves that it's the best game they've ever played and you're never going to stop dunking on them for buying it energy. This very specific. I wonder what uh, I wonder what game Jeff Gerstman <laughs> had come into contact beforehand. Of, I don't know. <laughs> made him feel that way. Just to to put to put it into a little bit of perspective, because this game was like being pushed by Nintendo pretty hard. It's being pushed in general. He's being like, pushed Square in general. Enix showed um, it a lot. Monster Hunter yeah. Monster Hunter Rise debuted at like three million copies in opening weekend. Like one thing you can't put against you can't blame you you cannot blame Square Enix for this game failing they tried their fucking hardest to shill this game you, you can blame Yuji Naka for it it's a hundred percent like or, it is just um, a it, bad yeah. video game that also causes epileptic seizures yeah they patched those out but yeah fucking uh well that's uh, when I found out that the developers of this game you know Square Enix is publishing it but uh Yuji Naka got Arzest to publish it uh, creators of such legendary games like Yoshi's New Island and Hey Pikmin. Uh, I knew this game was fucking doomed. What are fucking either art- of those games? What is Hey Pikmin? It was that, the 2D hey, you Pikmin you? 3DS game. You never heard of it? No. Yeah, it came out like 2016. It wasn't good. The uh, and and Arzest, which I believe used to be Artoon, but they just like changed companies. They fucking have been in charge of like the Yoshi series for years. They're the bane of my existence. Did they because... make Yoshi's Cookie? 
No, they didn't make Yoshi's Cookie. They made Yoshi's Island DS, and they made uh, and they made Yoshi's New Island, both aggressively mediocre Yoshi games. And when Yoshi's Island, imagine you're me, uh, a guy who whose favorite video game like ever is fucking Yoshi's Island, and has to has to deal with the rest of the series being aggressively aggressively mid ever since. Uh, the new ones by Good Feel are good though. It's okay. Like I'm a Kingdom ones. Hearts fan. I get it. Every game has been aggressively mid since 2002. Yeah, but none of the Kingdom Hearts games were as good as Yoshi's Island. Uh, what about Dream? Di- what about Dream debatable. Drop Distance? So no, what uh, what news you got? News? Uh, did we do that? Uh, uh, Platinum uh, put out a uh, trailer. It was a game oh. called World of Demons, and as I'm watching the trailer, I'm like, "Wow, this is looking pretty good. This is this is cool. This art style is very fresh. I I enjoy this a lot." And then, as I'm watching the trailer, it pans out to show the game on a phone screen, and then it says Apple Arcade. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> uh, the future... Shit, man. The future is in phone gaming. I'm, I'm sorry. It just is. The future isn't waiting for phone games to get ported. I mean, shit, first Fantasian, now World of Demons. Apple Arcade's... Yeah, Apple Arcade's kind of sick, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's got more games than the PS5. I, I'm, I'm like, at the point where I'm just like, hmm, do I buy an iPhone to play video games? <laughs> no. Is no, that the new console? Surprise you. You'll never get me alive. <laughs> but no, uh, this game looks really cool. If there are any fucking Apple gamers out there, I guess this is for you. Swell, yeah. I, I saw some footage of it. This looked it, it looks pretty cool. It kind of reminded me of Okami. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, it's got I, like a very like painterly, like art style, very like thick lines, very like Japanese, and it, it looks awesome. Yeah, uh, looking forward to playing this whenever it gets ported. Um, wh- wh- what's up, Tabby? Do you think it runs better on mobile than like any of the Switch ports of Platinum games do? <laughs> uh, have you ever played Bayonetta on the Switch? No. Get owned. First of all, second of all, uh, uh, those games run fine on the Switch. I played Bayonetta so I once, assume... and I said this game's not good, and I put it down. Yep. Anyway, hot take, Tabby. Uh, so... <laughs> But it ran good, right? You played it and it was like, oh, it runs good, but it's not a good game for some reason. All right, you know, f- fuck it. What? Don't don't answer that. Uh, I want to talk about Castlevania Resurrection because this is cool news. Yes. Uh, so on the 5th of April, a uh, so, some guy managed to procure a, a uh, like an alpha or like prototype of this Sega Dreamcast game that was unreleased called Castlevania Resurrection. Um, I don't really know too much about the about about this game's like history or anything. Uh, I believe you were supposed to play. It was supposed to you. You're supposed to be able to play as uh, Sonia Belmont, who was um I believe she was in Castlevania Legends Three, which is like the Game Boy one. Uh, and then there was like supposed to be a new guy who was also involved. It, it was one of the three D kind of Castlevania games that were around at the time like uh, the, the Castlevania 64 it was going to sort of play like that so it wasn't like a side-scroller game uh, but uh, it, it was cancelled and now we have some sort of build of it floating around which is cool mm, kind of. and uh, it's currently uh, it's currently on auction mm, uh, is it 
Did you? Uh, so, actually, yeah, I can I can jump into that. Um, yeah, go ahead. So, uh, Pandemonium Games um, makes friend of cool, the show makes cool videos. Go watch him. Uh, I think yeah, he's he reviews every-, every Sega Saturn game. He's like the he's like the the cousin to Repstugog, or I guess Repstugog's the cousin to him because yeah, he's been doing this for a long time. Yeah. I was going to say he's been doing it much longer than me. Uh, we love your stuff. Yes. Uh, Come on the so podcast. So he, he wrote an article about this all on Sega Saturn Shiro um, because this, this is, is a podcast big. network. Are they a podcast network? Yeah, yeah okay. they are. I don't know much about it, but that's Let me besides on the, the point. <laughs> um, look, look at you have you 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 have the photo of you holding the Sega Saturn photo. It's like you were meant for it. It's um, all my cred. It's all so, I need. yeah, a video was uploaded uh, like April fourth last, right after we finished we recorded last week's a little after whatever, um, and then everybody was like, "Hey, dump this game so we can have it and that people can see it and figure out like what it all was." And he's like, "Okay, put it on eBay." So. He had put it on eBay uh, at one dollar because he's like, I don't know what this is worth. I hope it goes to a collector who likes Castlevania as much as me, knowing that he had you know big money on his hands potentially. It reached over twenty k on the eBay biddings for it. Yeah, um, which is most likely in those cases not places like a video game history museum or any archivists backing up. That is going to a private collector who's going to keep it in a in a in a lockbox. Um, yeah, which is very sad because it's it, it's generally it's not even on the cartridge it's, it's on a disc disc rod is like a very serious thing that you know cartridges when they die they, they can still theoretically be fixed but not something like this especially like with disc older CD based games yes especially with the GDRs um, so he then uh, yesterday uh uh, said he uh, took it down and he's going to put it back up but he said after dumping it um, okay because I knew enough he was there yeah because I was going to say I was looking at this listing and it's like this isn't available anymore also has zero bits and I'm like okay well that means that it's not there anymore so yeah. like they, did, so they he, didn't actually sell it he took it da- he took it down we haven't heard anything today as far as I'm aware um, about it so hopefully actually as of today it was taken down today so he put up yesterday saying yes i'm gonna take it down and then we're gonna dump it and put it somewhere um but we haven't seen a dump of it yet so there could also theoretically be a private transaction happening in the background of like large sums of money or crypto or something for it so we'll just have to see when that comes yeah, uh, maybe one of the avid Dreamcasters on on this podcast could uh, play the dump if it comes out and see what's good. Uh, yeah, I mean my my GDMU is all set up, so if the dump comes, I'll play it, yep. or at least mess with it for the bit of uh, that I know of Castlevania. That's super cool, and they're just like it, it kind of like it kind of fills me like when when I see stuff like this, it kind of fills me with like a childlike glee, just like thinking about like all of the like things the wonders that are locked away in the offices of these like old game companies and whatnot somewhere in microsoft's headquarters there is a playable ver- like vertical slice of scalebound uh don't say that <laughs> i'm just saying there there scalebound is hidden in bill gates's uh, computer maze somewhere it's true 
We need the uh, we need the Phantom Thieves to go get it. Shut up. They're gonna steal Bill Gates' heart, dude. And then he's gonna release Scalebound, I guess. No, not 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 to not to make the coronavirus vaccine open source like the people originally wanting to, but he made them. (laughs) No, make make Scalebound open source. (laughs) Phantom Thieves have done it again. Guys, I'm not I'm not a persona fan, I promise. No, you have any news? I am. Uh, I got stuff. I got stuff. I don't have a lot of stuff, but I'm going to talk about Twitch because I like Twitch. They're all right. Um, they uh, kind of came out with some new rules today saying that they're going to like police things that are happening off site like with people because like a lot of the people who are streaming on that website are like partnered with Twitch in some form or another. They have some sort of contract, so they represent them in some way. Um, and it looks like, like out of like the, the big ones, it's like, if you are doing things off Twitch and also like representing Twitch by streaming on Twitch, uh, such as, uh, deadly violence, violence, extremism, terrorism, threats of mass violence that are like explicit and not a joke, uh, uh, leadership or membership in a known hate group, uh, Carrying out or acting as a accomplice to non-sexual or non-consensual sexual activities or sexual assault, uh, sexual exploitation of children, such as child grooming and solicitation of underage sexual materials. This is all stuff that like should have been there, you know, and should have been in their policy. But it's good that they're like doing that now. I think it that was. It's it's been a long time coming for this. It, it's something that they've been partially enforcing without it being in there. Like when the when the smash <clears throat> when the smash and FGC child Yahoo! scandal happened that. Yeah. Uh, last year, a lot of people were getting their Twitch accounts banned. Which, or yeah, it's fine. Stuff like that, which some weren't. Some weren't, but yeah. that, what I'm saying is they were to at least some people do enforcing something similar to this. I think this is now just more of a blanket statement so that anything that comes up in the future, they have a a legitimate reason to do it. My issue with this, I mean, it's not an issue with this. This is good. I like this being a thing, but the thing is, is Twitch is notoriously like not enforced its own rules. Like a lot, like in the pad, the precedent is there for them to just like make rules and just not enforce them at all. Uh, and they've also like had a lot of just like, you know, straight up just, like white nationalists just chilling and streaming on their website. Just, <laughs> you know, they have a. It's they're the biggest streaming platform on the planet. They have a lot of terrible people on there. Yeah, like that's just what's going to happen. Like there's a lot of awful hate speech on YouTube. Well, I mean, we talked about it before when they released the other stats, where it's like a very large amount of like reports for like terroristic threats and and like extremism or just like complete go completely like uh hands off with it yeah but didn't you say that those reports were better than average maybe i don't know you you expect me to remember like stats that i said four weeks ago shit shit you remember (laughs) i barely remember remember i barely remember what we talked about last week you remember bad thing about we, we talked about the uh we talked about the racism scale thing that Intel made, and then everyone started popping off about it, like, yesterday. Legitimately, uh, 
I I could I was could. actually kind of mad. <laughs> I, uh, I was like, no, fuck, fuck you. We already knew about this. What, what are you guys talking about? No, no, you're not funny. We already made those jokes. Stop. No. Oh. <laughs> Legitimately, I couldn't remember if that podcast had come out yet or not. Yeah, I had. I have I have bad memory brain worms. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very funny. Uh, that's you know, that's the woes of being a podcast that gets average like seventy five views on an episode. <laughs> Yeah, it's not that bad. That's oh, pretty good. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's what I got. I don't have a lot more news, so I'm gonna like let you two kind of riff for a little bit. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll just sort of. You want me to chunk down all the fighting game news now? Chunk it. There's. Uh, it's tabby time. It's tabby time. There's not a lot of news in regards to the fighting game world, but there is There's... a good amount of it. Um. So how is there always fighting game news? Uh, because there are too games many fighting games. Cool. Yeah, that, we need to we need to stop um, that. So, uh, Virtual Fighter Five got leaked onto some foreign ESRB equivalent. I don't remember which one. Remastered, um, right? Because they were already onto five. Yeah, so it's going to be a port of the PS3 version of Virtual Fighter Five. Which currently, the only way to play Virtual Fighter Five on modern systems is by playing Yakuza Six. I'm sorry, that's funny. And playing it in the arcades. Does it have so, GGPO, though? We don't know. They uh, pres- Assumedly... Oh, I was talking about in Yakuza. It, oh, no. <laughs> Could no. you imagine if, like, the Yakuza version of Virtual Fighter had, like, functioning online and everything? <laughs> and the people just bringing their copies of Yakuza to Evo? Um, if... Because there was this whole Virtual Fighter e- Virtual Fighter esports push, like, six or eight months ago that just went nowhere. Like, it had a trailer and then nothing. But... If instead of making Virtual Fighter Six, they put those resources into Virtual Fighter Five with rollback, fuck yeah, uh, let's go, let's run it. Isn't the project uh, literally called like Virtual Fighter Esports? Fighter. It is called yeah. Virtual Fighter Esports. Yes, <laughs> I remember hearing uh, about this. That was pretty funny. So that's all that. Um, Street Fighter Five had their spring showcase a couple days ago. Uh, unfortunately, nothing as cool as it's a banger, a banger, a Hadouken banger was said this time. I uh, think Steve Aoki from the winner update. Justin um, Wang was on the, the shut Street up Fighter Damn. podcast. Uh, so they they showed off Oro Justin Wang's and, never coming on the podcast now. Nope. <laughs> they showed off Oro and Rose. Um, Rose had a full in depth breakdown. Oro only had minor stuff because he's still in development, but should be released soonish probably in the next quarter um seems neat i don't really like street fighter 5 i don't like the systems behind it so i will look at it from afar uh but they also teased gameplay footage of akira the project justice character uh, rival schools character that's being added into the game um and she looks very cool and is doing big aerial combos and um is exciting. This this version of Street Fighter Five is definitely more interesting to play than uh, previous versions, but it's still got its core problems that I just don't like. Um, it's neat. It's cool. I'll I'll look at it when it comes out. Um, no word on the final DLC character yet. We still don't know who it is. Everybody's still guessing. Oh, it's going to be a KOF character, but we'll see. Uh, and then last. If it if it is a King of Fighters character, I could see them announcing it when um, whenever they're done announcing King of Fighters characters, maybe like do like a, a joint thing. Like here's this character in King of Fighters, and now they are also in in I almost said Smash. They're all uh, now they are also in Street Fighter. <laughs> uh, something like that. I ima- I imagine because 
we're going to get roughly, what, 20 more weeks of trailers for the King of Fighters? Because it's going to be about 30 fighters on launch, and then it'll come out. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there was a My trailer. I don't like My, so whatever. Um, She looks fine. Fuck you. My's hot as hell. Yeah, it it literally does nothing for me. Um, I've... I, uh, I, I I've seen I've seen that sprite man. I abstain. Um, and, I, and, and I don't I don't mean no don't get me wrong she's got some enormous melons some hashtag hum- team my hashtag uh, team whatever the other one is. Not However, I, I know just, I know you like the one, the one who has their the one whose eyes are covered by their hair. Oh, sure me. Yeah. Yeah, sure me be balling right now. She's yeah, getting, course, they're making course. some KOF basketball game. I that's like the most minor thing but Shermie's in it and it's really funny um but there's a there's a KOF basketball character that I'm blanking on his name right now that's not that needs to be in there Sean um not Sean but the big news Sean uh, Marion the big news of the week uh for fighting games (laughs) is the uh the Guilty Gear Strive what was supposed to be the release developer backlog but it's now the backlog before the release uh backyard Um, I believe Oh, it's back- it is backyard. My apologies. Can um, I get the lore right, please? Thank you. So uh, it's uh, they're just putting out data from the survey that people did after the open beta. Uh, my opinion on it all, I can't remember if I've said this or not, uh, Guilty Gear Strive's fun. They need to fix the bad lobby system. That's pretty much the biggest thing. There's more details I can go into, but I don't want to. And other people have said it better than I can. Um, so they just went off to people saying which character they liked the most and which character did you use the most on the entire list. It is Ramlethal, Soul Kai, Giovanna, and Nagoriyuki in every single spot, in every single region, except for in South America. Fifth place was Milia, and in Oceania, fifth place was uh, Potemkin. So everyone likes Ramlethal. Everyone likes Ramlethal. She is the number one character in eight out of the ten categories. Uh, it's because she has that. It's because she has that animation where the dog, where the puppy, where the no, puppy it's, knocks it's, her down. No, it's because it, she doesn't wear shoes. Tech. Oh, so yeah, that's probably it. So what? It's it's a lot of things. One, she's hornily animated. She's got thigh jiggle in animation. I saw the. I saw that. I was quite impressed. I, I bet you did. Uh, and shut uh, up! I fucking rendered in 4K. She's a, she's a, Teach me to watch your streams, why don't you? <laughs> uh, two, she's a waifu character, so people are just automatically gonna like her. Like well, every like girl that. in a fighting game, every girl in a video game well, is. So yeah. the, the 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 Valentine like family are like specifically like engineered to be waifus, though. Yes. See Elf like Valentine. Lore. That's the that's the bride with the big old bazookas. What's El El Elf Elfelt Valentine. P-L-P-H-E-L-T. Okay, Elfelt Guilty Gear. Um. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Uh, I don't like this one. Cringe. So. Um, Sorry. The the reason I think that everybody was like, oh, who? Do, what character do you like the most? Uh, Ramlethal was very easy to pilot and very good in this beta. Like, it is a character that I am going to be frustrated playing against for the rest of my life, just how good that entire character's kit seemed to be for that game. Oh, Jacko is a Valentine uh, tech. Yes. Uh, I think I know what Jacko looks like. Disclaimer, Leo player. So take that with however much you want. Um, What do you think about... I'll go over... Uh, I like Jacko. Jacko's cool. Jacko's cute. What do you think about the fact that Leo is a grappler? 
I mean, he's not. He has a command grab, but it's like I just I just saw a video on YouTube made by someone. They're like, Leo is a grappler. Uh, th- there's any but, character in a fighting game I see that just like grabs at all. I'm just like, oh, that's the grappler. That's the uh, grappler character. <laughs> M- Mupoke uploaded a video yeah, of him doing. Yeah. Um. Uh. Shoutouts to Mupoke. Um. But yeah, he made a video. He's got a command grab, but he's still more of like a aggressive rushdown character yeah. with good Oki. Uh but on the rest Steve of this Aoki. uh on the rest of this they basically went down what people's opinions were on various modes. Uh pretty much it's the general consensus versus mode, uh uh network mode, quick match and training mode all was like yes, this is good. Uh the lobby was at, like most of the responses were very bad. They said you need to fix this and they did or they said that we're going to with these changes. And then people said tutorial mode was good. It's not. Uh, it's a very, like, sandboxy tutorial. If it leads to mission mode later in the future, I think that'll be good. But as it is right now, I had to go ask somebody in my local Discord to be like, how do I do quick RCs? Like, what am I actually supposed is to do to get this? Guilty Gear, is, is Strive, were they the ones who were saying that, like, they're afraid that if they make their training mode too good, it'll alienate new players. Yeah, yeah I'm all right. So, uh huh. Yeah, I was waiting for you to get to the juicy shit because I know there was something fucking stupid they said about about the beta. Yes. So, where's where's the exact line? Yes. So, uh, our intent for the tutorial mode in Guilty Gear Super Turbo Strive is to show the players. I legitimately read GGST is Guilty Gear Super Turbo. I'm just sorry in advance. Um, is to show the players that they can enjoy fighting games without having to study, which is like, okay, I get that. And I think that's something that needs to get across more people's heads that you don't need to spend 30 hours in training mode before hopping into online. You kind of just like press your buttons, figure out what they do, and, and play. I don't believe you. Um, there's many a video that say that and uh, that have legitimate reasons, or I can just regurgitate those those in, that information to you. Okay, I believe you. All right, so <laughs> my Tommy Gun don't. Um, so then the next sentence is the is the kicker. We intentionally left out explanations of game mechanics and the different uses for each attack button. Fucking beautiful. That's mm. in, that's awesome. And and they they go and they say, oh, this was successful because people we were only on, pretending. Well, they say because people on the first floors, uh, mind you, tenth floor was the top one, was the lowest. Um, were not using uh, every attack or every system or every special move or every system mechanic in the game, and it's like, yeah, because your tutorial didn't tell them that there were special moves in the game. The tutorial is literally walk forward, walk backwards, jump, jump, press your buttons. It doesn't tell you that you can do quarter circle forward punch on soul bad guy to get gun flame. I mean, like, this is literally just like the 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 better option to this if you actually have this concern as like Arxis, like, is to be like, okay, you can choose from basic tutorial and advanced tutorial. And if you click basic tutorial, you'll get the sandboxy mode. Then if you click advanced tutorial, you'll get the actual explanations you, and, no, and that's, the button that, combos. And th- that's not even not even that. Like that, your 
what they did is fine if it's if they give a big pop-up at the end of you completed this tutorial now that you've done this if you want to learn more about the game go to mission mode where we actually explain the game mechanics that's fine because where mission mode would be the real tutorial but if this is the only like bit of training information you're going to give to new players they're not going to enjoy it because they're just going to get clowned on people like me, someone who's bad at fighting games, who understands I can press 236S on Leo and I get a big damage after a button. Um, it's it's just very frustrating that they went so backwards on this after the Guilty Gear Exer tutorial being very good and the mission mode being very good, as well as publishing Undernight Inbirth, which has the one of the best tutorial modes in any fighting game. And it's what it's praised for constantly. Um, give rollback, please. I beg you. That makes that game playable. Um, so Melty's going to get rollback. Melty already has rollback. Because oh. um, you can Melty two it. is going to get rollback. That too. Melty two. That's um, what I meant to say. So the changes that they're making to the lobby system uh, are. Uh, making uh, changing to a system where players select a visible area where they want to have a match. If you watch any beta footage, this is a big problem because people are teleporting all over the screen trying to just match with their friends to play in the open lobby. Um, then also they're adding, uh, after winning a match, the player stays where they are in a battle-ready state, which is great, so you don't have to ready up because if you ready up, it would sometimes move you across the screen. It was really annoying. Just go literally go watch any footage. Um, they're adding instant rematch into it which wasn't in there, which was insane. And you need that in a fighting game because if I just want to only play Null in a, in a set forever, I need to have instant rematch. Um, and then they've expanded the area in each lobby, adding the option to hide, hide the news tab, which literally took up a third of the screen and like made it really bad. Um, they just sort of fixing up all the issues that people had. We're still getting the April Fool's pixel lobbies that everybody doesn't really like, but they're at least being better. Um, no, we will not get rid of these. Fuck yes. you. It's, the, it, it, it's taken five developer surveys to get to that point. It's insane. <laughs> we don't like it. How about now? 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 We don't um, like it. Too fucking bad. Exactly. See, this is the problem with like taking player feedback. You just, you know, all you have to do is just release your game and not care. Right. And then um, move on to the next one. I, I'd respect that. I, I respect them being very transparent, though. I like that, especially from a fighting game dev. Like, being able to... Transparency? Overrated. Yeah, but transparency, transparency also gets, like, weird nerds on Twitter to, like, at you and be like, "What? you ruined my life, Arxis. What the fuck? Yeah, but I'm a weird nerd. <laughs> to be fair, Arxis did ruin my life. <laughs> uh, is there um, any other fighting game You ruined my or? life every week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll go over everything else really, really quickly. Um, background music, they, we saw this teased in the trailer, but they confirmed it. They are going to have music from other Guilty Gear games inside this that you can play as background music. So if you're one of the people, which there's a good amount, who don't like all the vocal tracks and all the music in Strive, you can keep playing your double X music. So don't worry about that. I hope they put the um, LA vocals on it. I hope they put the Korean OST on it. That's all I want. The Korean OST is the best Guilty Gear music, and it's literally only available via YouTube now. Um, they went over four things, the four biggest complaints people had about the beta. Uh, damage is too high. 
They said, we're going to reduce it a bit, but high damage is part of Guilty Gear, of Strive's ide- uh, ideology and what our design is for the game, so it'll still be high. Be Sam Show now. Which is whatever, okay. but... I mean, it's fine. I, I don't actually mind it as much as other people seem to. Um, Once you got used to it, it was fine, but it was it had you, there was a bit of an issue originally getting into it. Um, people liked the Roman cancel system, but they felt limited by meter use because there was no 25 meter option in this game compared to YRCs or FRCs, yellow Roman cancels or fast Roman cancels. I think that's what FRC stands for, uh, in, uh, Exerd and, uh, plus R respectively or double X specifically. Just manage your meter better. Uh, well, they actually said they're going to be increased. Well, it was like, there was times I would play games. It's like, oh, I didn't even get a chance to use a Roman cancel. So they they're increasing meter gain on both sides. Oh, that's interesting. Which is oh, that's, which that's is actually be, pretty cool because that 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 will make like gameplay more explosive. And I think explosive yes. gameplay is like very good, especially with uh, everything being tied to Roman cancels now. Like there's dead angle attack is a Roman cancel, burst is the only thing that's not. But um, it's cool. It's interesting. I like it. Roman cancels are very strong in this game. So we'll see how it goes in a couple in a month, two months when it releases. Uh, jumping is too strong. Yes, yes, it was. You didn't have to spend meter to air block. It is very strong in this game to just jump anti-airs. You didn't get a lot of reward. Um, so sounds like the fighting game for me. No, because you're just gonna if someone if someone knows that you're they're just gonna keep jumping on you, and there's not much you can do about it. Oh, but I jump. Um. Yes. So. Uh, they said they're gonna make changes to that. Uh. People are guessing it's going to be they're going to make rewards for getting anti-air stronger and then make some moves air unblockable. But we don't know. That's just what people are thinking. Uh, get rid of the infinites. There are infinites in the beta. They were pretty easy to pull off. Uh, they said that they wanted to reduce the amount of loops you could do, but not take them out entirely. So we don't know what that means. We'll see from there. Well, wait a minute. Isn't there that? Isn't there that thing in Strive where if you like have someone? cornered against the wall it like breaks it breaks and then you go to a different area yeah how do you do infinites with that uh it's because the infinites were side swapping you all right cool uh yeah thanks this is very cool (laughs) it's go go look up the soul bad guy volcanic viper i don't know what move was wasn't volcanic viper he does an infinite where it's literally hit button special move hit button special move hit button special move um last thing that i want to talk about um or last two things. Uh, they're doing a second open beta. Woo! Uh, we all expected that. Probably end of this month, beginning of next month. Um, rollback netcode worked great. They say it worked great. It was on one fixed frame. Shocking for how good those connections were with one fixed frame. Um, 10 out of 10. Great job, Arxis. You did it. And that is all the fighting game news. And that's the news. No, we still got fighting games, but not the entire news. We got because we because we got to talk about Xbox. And you see, Xbox has has been trying to Microsoft has been trying to get into Japan for years now, and they've tried all sorts of different things. There's that one ad where I I didn't I didn't get to say this I didn't get to say this last week. But happy Easter, Xbox. 
Oh, what are you referencing? What is that? Uh, it's some celebrity is, is doing something, is like doing some promotional thing for Xbox. And he's just, there's a clip of him going, Happy Easter, Xbox. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that now. Okay. I thought this was going to be more fucking fighting games. I'm going to fucking blow my brains out. It's Usher. It was Usher. That's who Thanks, it was. Usher. Thanks, uh, thanks, Usher. And Dan Central 3. Okay. So, so Microsoft's been trying. Ha, ha, first of all, Happy Easter Xbox. Second off, uh, they've been they've been trying to get into the Japanese market for fucking ever. They've they've tried all sorts of different stuff. Nothing seems to really work because, uh, oh, who who could who could say for sure? Well, no one really knows why. Uh, but they they've tried. They're trying a new strategy this time involving everyone everyone's favorite new everyone's favorite new fad on YouTube VTubers. So. Uh, Microsoft has has uh, has hired uh, uh, Shishiro Botan and Hinamori Luna to advertise Xbox Game Pass in Japan. I've heard uh, one of those names before. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I believe I've heard of Hinamori Luna. I've never heard of Shishiro Botan. I um, I have to mention that they literally got like the worst girl. Like the little pink haired shit with the crown is like one of the I most think, obnoxious. I think that's Botan. Oh no, yeah. that, that's Himamori Luna. No, oh, no, is that? No, she's the she's the little like princess character, and I want to smash. I want to. I want to like. I want to like. I want to like punt her. Like. <laughs> no, uh, I'll have to ask. Uh, I'll have to ask uh, Nate what he thinks of these. Uh, Shishiro Botan is one that people like, and apparently she's like really good at video games. Like that's her gimmick is being good at video games. So that's an interesting. Gimmick. She seems. She seems like she's. She's one of those. She's one of those like mommy VTubers. Looks like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to talk about VTubers. And, and Luna is yeah, the opposite. I, I, Luna is like a tiny gremlin child demon that yeah, I want to kick. I, 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 I can. They're really trying to go for both markets here. They. They're really covering all their bases. But they were. They. I, I guess Corona was too expensive. They should have gone with Corona. Probably. She. She. She's the one I like. She is uh, probably name too any expensive, other though. Right now, uh, uh, Gorgura. <laughs> okay, Gorgura. I, I don't like Gorgura though. <laughs> I like Gura. Also, uh, peak how, me. How are, how are we calling VTubers new when gorillas were VTubers the whole time? Uh, True. I don't. You know what's funny is um uh, years ago, uh, Funk, who is this TF2 YouTuber, he does he does just like general gaming stuff nowadays uh like years ago when he streamed he would stream with the with the fucking vtuber yeah this was and and like you know kizuna ai has been around for fucking yeah for years now so i'm surprised it took this long for vtubers in general to kind of take off yeah you just pulled you sorry you just pulled a memory i forgot about funk (laughs) Funk used to post on face punch i knew about him before he was funk Oh, that's Same. interesting. He was he was kind of a dickhead on the forums. Man, come on the podcast, <laughs> and, and, and all of a sudden he makes. Uh, I, I it's like, wait a minute, you're Funk, dude. It's like, who the fuck is Funk? I look him up and I watch his videos. Like, holy shit, this guy's funny. He got funny. <laughs> what the hell? Um, yeah, no, it's uh, this is this gives me like Hatsune Miku promoting Domino's vibe, where it's just like weird. <laughs> It is weird. Have you heard of pizza? <laughs> it's Domino's, man. I have. Uh, yeah, just just a fun little uplifting, heartwarming uh, Xbox story. Do you want 
with 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 a with a bit of a funny twist. Uh, Null, do you want to talk about your funny, uplifting, heartwarming Xbox story with a bit of a funny twist? <laughs> so, there was one of our, you know, honestly, here at Journalism Not Guaranteed, we love brands, honestly, more than anything. We can't get enough of them. Uh, yeah, we really like following all the brand news on Twitter and uh, just the personalities that evolve from these brands. They're just our favorite thing. Um, there was a competition uh, who that that was going on. Who was running the competition? Actually, let me see. Uh, it doesn't it's matter. Twitter marketing. It, oh, it, sorry. Thank you. Twitter marketing. Twitter was running a competition between Skittles and uh, Xbox. <laughs> It was like the bracket met oh, to, okay, okay. to them. Is that well, is that how it, it was? It, Twitter, it was like the, literally the cringiest thing, fucking thing ever. Twitter was doing like a a, a a tournament bracket of like who are the most epicest brands on Twitter, and it's like please, uh, just, can I just like ignore this? And I did until <laughs> now. I can't ignore it anymore <laughs> until it's on the podcast. Now we're talking. Now about it's it. gaming news. <laughs> so um, they they started doing this thing, and I guess this is like the finals. Right, uh, yeah, the final, and both Twitter or both Skittles and uh, Xbox had made promises to, uh, like, if they win, they'll do this thing, and it's like Skittles were like, we'll release the lime green flavor of Skittle, which is weird, but and then the Xbox is like, oh, well, yeah, we'll release, like we'll release a, uh, a an Xbox branded mini fridge. <laughs> Because the because the Xbox Series X it looks like a fridge, get it? Yeah. Um. So Xbox won this bracket by one uh, percent. Um. And they have confirmed that they are going to be making them. They're sending them to the people at Skittles, and I don't know what else. But they're... wait, so they're not even like mass producing them? They're just like. They're just getting sent to the fucking squiddles uh... Skittles. Marketing department. I think Fuck. I think they're sending the first run to the Skittles marketing department. I, I'm sure that they will release a certain amount of them, but I don't expect them to like, you know, blow up on the mini fridge, uh, a scene, you know, and like produce them forever. Well, well, first of all, I gotta say that this is just an objective loss for society in general because we've been starved of the lime Skittle flavor for over a decade now. That's uh, bullshit. And. Uh, most people are not going to have mini fridges in general, let alone Xbox Series X fridges. How many people go into a convenience store and just pick up a pick up a bag of Skittles? Exactly. It, it's it, it's terrible all around. Um, oh fuck! I had something else I wanted to say about this, but now I can't really remember it. <laughs> so fuck it, whatever. Uh, yeah, no, this is like very funny. I really hate brand shit. Like the immediate comment under this is Xbox verified tweeting Skittles were never foes, but are now lifelong friends. And I'm like, I just literally want to, I want to strangle someone. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the, it was getting a little old seeing the, the, the spider shooting the laser saying silence brand under every single brand tweet. But you know what? I think it's time we, we we resurrect the fucking crab. We have yeah. to bring him back. Silence, parent. Yes. I'm, I'm playing the bouncer. <laughs> Very good. Tech will post that picture in the show notes. Fuck! <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll do but, it. Uh, yep. d- yeah, no, I, I hate Brent shit, but it would be kind of funny to own a 
Microsoft Xbox branded mini fridge. Yeah, you could store. I remember what I was gonna say. You could store all of your uh, your your Xbox three in one body wash, shampoo, conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> remember that one? Yeah. <sighs> Wow. Have any of you ever used one of those three in ones? I I have. And I'm not proud. I don't know. Yeah, I use I I used to because it was cheap. I just never. Oh, I just felt like I was I was buying like less. Like I was I was making it so I had to go to the store more because I was buying like one bottle instead of like two bottles. It really is kind of a scam. Yeah, it's like buying like it's like buying like two in one antifreeze instead instead of like mixing it with water yourself and getting like double the amount. Speaking exactly. of speaking of scams, speaking of antifreeze, um, this isn't on the news docket, but I just saw this uh, posted a couple minutes ago, and I think it's very funny. Um, so, how familiar are you guys with um, Dragon Quest Three speedrunning? I heard about off. this. I uh, uh, I'm 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 familiar. Do they have so to like they're... sweat onto the disc? No, they use uh. a hot plate. On the yeah. on the Famicom what? to heat it up, so the, the cartridge needs to be a certain temperature level because it causes a glitch for you to start the game at level ninety nine. This Basically. is so fucking stupid. It gets worse. It gets better. It's, it, um, <laughs> the duality of man. So it use it you the the run used to be twenty two minutes and twenty two seconds. Then it was reduced down to like nine minutes, I think, with this new glitch. Something like that. But uh, a runner by the name of uh, uh, Hitchi, a Japanese runner, uh, found out that after playing the first minute and 40 seconds after doing the hot plate glitch, um, you save and then cartridge, then you swap the cartridges to Dr. Mario. um, And then once you get to the main menu screen, switch it out for Kirby and then immediately back to Dr. Mario. Once you're back in Dr. Mario, it requires going to two-player mode, selecting the one-player virus level at 20 and the two-player at zero, then press right 15 times on the two-player two speed option. Uh, then you go back to Dragon Quest Three. If done correctly, you should start with the Gadabout class with 20 MP in the first character slot and a mage with paralysis stat in the second slot. So... <laughs> Uh, the world record you do some more stuff basically to manipulate like coat uh, or this what, is I like, what the exact term is this is like beyond like glitches in game like this is like when you're involving like hardware shit <laughs> to the point where you're like destroying your physical discs and shit and your cartridges it's just like is this like even like what I would consider like a fair like speed run? So that's the thing is like we already there's already a precedent for this within like a within the a minor set of the speedrunning community with Goldeneye because there was a glitch that like made you I don't remember the full details of it but you completed one of the harder levels faster by having a second controller plugged in and then shorting out the circuit board on it. 
<laughs> what do you got to say, Tech? Uh, what else is there? To, there's nothing else to say. There's really nothing else to say. <laughs> the the speedrunners are fucking psychos who somehow figure out how to how to do this shit because they, they. I don't know. I, like, what? It's so. It's it's almost as it's almost as passe to say that like how oh, they come up with this, but like how the fuck they come up with this? How do you know <laughs> to do this? Uh, it's it's probably because like. Like within an, like an emulator debug, you could see like, oh, these parts are the same. Can we manipulate this somehow? Can they something? like cure? Can they cure cancer yet? Can they just like figure out like, Speed yeah, runners. if you actually just do, if you hot swap your cartridge with a, if you hot swap Ocarina of Time with a pilot wings and then Star Fox and then uh and, and then battle tanks, then uh, <laughs> then, <laughs> then you actually discover the uh, the human genome and uh, it can cure cancer. <laughs> I, I Speedrunner BLJs to cure cancer. <laughs> I, yeah, I, my only thing that I have to say about this is that I, I don't like, like, there's only a finite amount of these carts in existence, and I don't like speedrunners buying them and destroying them for clout. <laughs> At least it's it's a Japanese copy of Dragon Quest Three that, that, that this is possible in, is that there's a lot more of them than there's English copies. Yeah, that's but that's true now. Okay, what about in 10 years? Well, after the hot plate incident of 2024... We'll find it's out. the same. I feel the same we'll way about it. like cartridge tilting. You know what I mean? It's like you get a little about, tilted. What, what about cosmic rays? What's that? Um, that's the uh. There was this one Mario sixty four speed run where he like teleports up a wall and nobody can figure out why it happened. Yeah, and that's the only log- yeah, Sure. Yeah. The yeah, only- like a thousand dollar bounty to figure. I think to, he like- still does. Yeah, because no one can. You can't replicate it. The only way people have said is that it was literal cosmic rays from space that altered the game somehow. <laughs> somehow that didn't make it onto the Mario sixty four iceberg. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Fucking hell. Uh, yeah, that's that's cool. I guess. <laughs> it's neat. Uh, it's all right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into the. I'm gonna go into the the tectonic horror corner, or 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 just the journalism not guaranteed horror corner because we're gonna we're gonna after I say my news we're gonna spin off into Tabby into Tabby's news that is With horror some terrifying adjacent. news yeah ter- get your shit and pants on everyone because because Deadly Premonition two is coming to PC yeah yeah Deadly Premonition lol. Anyone who's played Deadly Premonition Two is is gonna lull right now. Wait, after I said that, don't you actually uh, like this game? game? Okay, so I have a I have a complicated relationship with this. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about how how I was gonna say this on the podcast today. Actually, this is the this is the news I thought about the most. Um, I uh, don't hate it. Uh, but uh, however, it is uh, like at least, at least not. It's not even half as good as the first one. It is, it is pretty bad. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's kind of it's kind of a bad game. Uh, it, it basically like little mini review. It uh, it it doesn't have nearly as many like endearing characters as the first game. There's also just less of them. Uh, the plot just sort of happens, uh, and also it feels incredibly rushed, like near near the near the end or so. Um, the it, the ending itself, I think, is fine. Uh, the ending, 
most of the ending is fine. Like where the characters end up, I, I, I like just as in like, it doesn't ruin anything, but, uh, but a lot of it is it, a lot of the story stuff is like really strange. I don't know why they did it. And the gameplay itself. So the gameplay itself, like everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people know that like the whole, the combat and deadly premonition was kind of added in at the request of the publisher so like the game originally wasn't gonna have combat, so in so as a result we have mid Resident Evil Four style combat in the first game. So you think that like oh it's a sequel, so Swiri doesn't have to put combat in anymore because he's got the clout. Well, they fucking put combat in, and it's worse. The combat is worse in in the second game because instead of having a, a suite of weapons that York can use, he has one gun. The admittedly a pretty cool thing, a pretty cool gun. It's called the Psycho Gun, and it's literally, <laughs> it's literally a. I'm not joking. It's a, it's a finger gun like so that is like turned into like trees and branches when he goes into like the vortex world Wait, or that's whatever. Fucking awesome. It's fucking cool as shit. The problem is that it's it's it feels like shit. It, the problem is that the, it's in Deadly Premonition too. It, the problem is that it's in Deadly Premonition. <laughs> I would fucking they need to make a figure of York with the psycho gun. I need it. I need it so bad. So tech, everything you're describing about Deadly Premonition too. The only thing I know is it runs poorly on Switch. Yeah, it runs That's pretty all bad. I know about it. Not as it, bad as it launched, but still pretty bad. You, you know how everybody compares Deadly Premonition to Twin Peaks. It's like Twin Peaks Season 2 Part 2, yeah. No, it's like Twin Peaks Season 3. No, it's not. No. No, it's not like... you. Are you like the one person who thinks Season 3 is bad? Is that not the common consensus? Is this the part of the show where we talk about Twin Peaks for 30 minutes, or can we no, move on? No, no. We'll have the Twin Peaks spoiler <laughs> cast later. Tabby, uh. you are... Everyone loves season three of Twin Peaks what? because it's fucking magnificent. It's so what? good. I thought everybody hated it. It's nothing like season three. First of all, like, it's nothing like season three in, like, any way. Also, fuck, me and, me and my sister watched it every fucking week when it aired. Oh, God. God, I, what I would pay, I would pay good money to see the look on her face after seeing the finale again. I just need to see it one more time. I'll, I'll, I'll be rewatching season three soon, so maybe, maybe I was just dumb and stupid. But uh, rewatch it without the, without the when are we gonna get to the fireworks factory feeling, and I think you'll appreciate it a lot more. That's all okay. I'll say about it. Deadly all Premonition right. two coming to PC. Uh, wait for a sale if you really, really want to know uh, where York ends up. Bro, can you imagine Deadly Premonition with mods, dude? I feel like mods definitely could help out that game, just like in any way. So someone's like, "Yeah, I patched it so that it uh, well, it the, runs at 30. The guy who I don't remember his name, but the guy who made DS Fix for Dark Souls: Prepare to Die Edition, Durante. Yeah, sure. I think. Uh, also made a patch for Deadly Premonition on PC, and it uh, still doesn't really work. <laughs> no, it's because cutscenes are cutscenes are force locked at thirty, but the gameplay runs at sixty. Fine. No, I just mean the port itself is still it still crashes a lot. That that's true. Yes, but uh, it, it, he did the best he can. Uh, yeah. All right. So T Tabby, tell us about your horror news. All right. So the scariest thing of all, rumors. Um, so the no context Silent Hill Twitter account, uh, said mine, do they have like 75 K followers? Um, 
Do they just post that picture of uh of fucking who's the guy from the first game? Uh, Harry Mason. Harry Mason looking at like it's a doghouse. Appears to be empty, and then the dog yes. is like right behind him, about to tackle him. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I fucking love that picture. Um, anyway, continue. So. They said that someone sent evi- them evidence of a possible Silent Hill game being developed for PS5, um, which there was some news, and I even like thought about adding this in, but I like didn't think it There's was that important. There's been stuff about this for a while now. Yeah, it's this game like, called Abandoned. It's a they, they call it a cinematic survival simulator. Oh. It's very spooky and very like horror esque. Spooky. Um. It's spooky in the same way that um, Alone in the Dark, I think, is the name of that game. The, like, Canadian wilderness survival game. The Long Dark? The Long Dark, yes. Alone in the Dark is uh, is, is the one the, that Null likes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Null, you're muted. No, I'm not yeah, muted. I was just mouthing the phrase. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, why? You're supposed to say it. It's funny. It's okay. We can get more stone uh, later. All so right. uh so is it called the, the, abandoned because they're going to uh abandon the project and make a, a silent hill pachinko machine no it's it's coming out <laughs> oh, okay. allegedly uh it's it's made by a company called blue box game studios directed by hassan uh karaman I'm sorry about butchering your name. I'm awful with name pronunciations if you haven't been able to tell from the past ninety episodes of this podcast. Um, basically people were like, oh, it's, you know, the logo looks like Sony Japan or like Sony, like studios and the guy's name HK Hideo Kojima. His LinkedIn profile was made the day before this thing came out. Huh? What do you mean? They've had a Twitter account for this game for six years. so, So you're thinking this is like another Moby Dick games. Or uh, whatever PT was. Yeah, but I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no because I don't think Ko- Kojima can. I don't think he can pull that stunt three fucking times. Well, you'd <laughs> he, be, he has to think of something new. <laughs> you, you, you you'd be right because on their website, which before this only had a "will be right back" in the meantime, email us if you have questions. Uh, said. Uh, our response to Hideo Kojima rumors. We have no association with Hideo Kojima, nor claim to have any association, nor was it our intention to claim such a statement. <laughs> <laughs> We're just making a game, is basically what it says. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't know this game existed really until this, and now I'm going to go look at it, so this helps them at least. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like a very big stretch. Uh, I don't I don't even like no context Silent Hill being the <laughs> being the 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 uh, the person who is who is kind of like reporting this is kind of funny though. It's like some yes. random like fucking gimmick account. It's just like so I have this like scoop that was sent to me. <laughs> Gr- granted he wasn't he was also posting it in, in such a way. He was like this is like take this with a huge grain of salt. This is just something that was sent to me. In the initial thread, he even says, like, I don't even believe in this. Yeah. But whatever. I I just can't wait for when for when a certain Twitter account announces Austin Powers for (laughs) your your Twitter account. What? No, not mine. It's not my Twitter account. 
I don't know what you're fucking talking about. No, tell me about, te- your, other, the, tell the me about te- your other news. Tell no, me about the, your other news. The Tectonic Improv Twitter account. That's all I was referencing. It's not my... <laughs> Tectonic Improv's not my account. What are you talking about? <laughs> tell um, us about your other news, Daffy. So the other uh, somewhat spooky news is... I was actually going to talk about this last week, but then looking into it, it didn't seem real. So I was like, okay, I'm just not going to talk about it. You didn't? Did I talk about this? Yeah, we and definitely did. I think you did. Fuck. Definitely did. Okay. Talk about it was real this. too. So, so well, no, I looked at it and then I thought it wasn't real. Whatever. Dusk eighty two is being actually made by New Blood. It's a demake, uh, all uh early PC games. Looks like um, Rogue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dusk eighty two is real. Uh, Dancing crab. Anything else? Crabs are only uh, supposed to dance when something dies, not yeah. when something lives. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's okay. Like reverse, soap. reverse dancing crab video. Like you just like oh, okay. play it in reverse and something's living. Now um, it's it's neat. It looks cool. Uh, I put it in there because I thought something, but apparently I can't remember anything. How normal. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh, that's that's all I had on my horror segment. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back to me again because I want to talk about want to talk about a little game called Terranigma. No one make a Ligma joke. Uh, so Terranigma Terranigma balls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ter- Terranigma, not to be confused with the esports the esports company, uh, was a game released on the. <laughs> Game released on the on the uh, the Super Nintendo in 1995, I believe. Uh, it was it was developed by Quintet. Quintet is a uh, is kind of like is kind of like a un like underground favorite game developer from back in back in the day. Uh, yeah, they made. You're like one of the ten people who's played this game, right? I've actually never played Terranigma. You sure, you sure talk about Terranigma a lot for a person who's never played it. I do. And the <laughs> thing is is because I, I watch uh, Rue from Clan Grey Wolf, 16-Bit Gems, and he talked about Terranigma in a video once years ago. I'm very well aware of Terranigma. I just never got around to fucking playing it because it was only released in Japan and in PAL. So there, there was no way I could have played it back in the day. Actually, oh, it's, I, like, I have, it's Siren 2. I see. It's a lot like Siren 2. But like Quintet was was you know they're like a darling company. They made Act Razor. They made Soul Blazer. Losing a guy. These are all good games. Uh, Soul Blazer and Act Razor especially are great. I have played those. Act Razor. Uh, fuck. Uh, uh, Terranigma is 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 considered the best one. So I really should play it. Uh, but uh, someone I I I believe one of the developers from Quintet. Uh, shared a Dropbox link of just the design document for the game. Uh, did I put his name in the news? Uh, uh, Tenshi Sozo, I believe, is his name. Maybe I got this wrong. I'm sorry if I did. But uh, but yeah, you can you can just find this. I'll put this in the description. It's just got it's got a concept art for a lot of the characters in the game. It's got a skateboard. Uh, just fucking really cool stuff that was just never seen the light of day until now uh i presume that people didn't even know this fucking thing existed and this guy just like came on twitter one day he's like here you go and then just they vanished um, into moonlight uh it's turn nigma like mean something it's like heaven and earth destruction it looks like dragon quest 
It does kind of look like Dragon Quest. Uh, I believe it's supposed to because it's a time travel game, okay. kind of like uh, kind of like Illusion because it Illusion of Gaia, Soul Blazer, and Terranigma are, are an unofficial trilogy, in that like they're spiritual really? successors to each other. Where does Chrono Trigger fit in all this? Doesn't fit at all. Um, uh, Ter- uh, Quintet had nothing to do with Square at the time, although they were published by Enix, and Square technically does own. I believe they own the Quintet IPs. They just never do anything with them. I think Quintet in general is just like kind of one of those companies that is technically dead, hasn't been around, and no one knows what's ha- really happened to them. They just, I assume they got absorbed when Square and Enix merged. It would be a fun thing to like find all the people that like worked on it and are credited and just see where they are. I would really like to do some sort of video about Quintet someday. Uh, they were I- last credited for the 2004 Inuyasha The Secret of the well, Cursed Mask on the PlayStation 2. Just, you can't really to, like to, trust to to put to to just have this is this is immortalized in the words Tim Rogers but you know like companies don't make games like people make games so it's really hard to be like okay yeah. well Quint, Quintet made this thing in 2014 it's like okay what Quintet what rare what uh what, uh, yeah. you know yeah, it's I like know. that kind of thing it's like it's, um, yeah. So cool stuff. Uh, oh, right. The fucking I was gonna say like the name Terra Enigma. I believe I believe it's like you know it's like Earth and like Enigma. I think is what they're trying to go with for the name. Interesting. It's like uh, but I think it has another name in Japan. Uh. Yeah, cause I've- like I. I'm looking at this tweet that this guy posted and yeah. he's like a PDF of the heaven and earth creation rough art book. And I'm like, heaven and earth and this creation. Is, <laughs> and this is Google translate. So it, you know, it could, I mean, that could just be like Google, sort of th- Google translate is like generally it's, it's the best like free translator. So yeah, um, but, it, but it also in the design doc has it labeled as Terra Enigma. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's just the name. Maybe it's some sort of indecipherable Japanese pun. Yeah, who knows? Take, uh, I don't take a look at this. I mean, this is like genuinely great art. Yeah, no, I'm looking at it right now. Pretty dope. I hope more stuff like this comes out. I would love to see something for ActRaiser like this. All right, yeah. I guess I'll go into my stuff, and then we can get to Tabby's last news. Yeah. Uh, Death so- Death Loop. Death Death Loop, made by company Arcane Arcane Studios, uh, is getting. I have a million tabs open right now. Sorry. So, uh, Death Loop is being delayed till uh, September fourteenth. They released like a little statement on uh, Twitter, um, and they released like a video and like a picture. You know how every company does like the picture with like a nice little design. They're like, guys, we're so sorry. The video game has to be delayed. Uh, I think delays are a good thing, but this game has been delayed till a September 14th. game, pee-pee-poo-poo, Miyamoto. Everyone knows. Everyone, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you know, they're like, we're committed to quality and preserving the team's ambitions for Deathloop while ensuring the health and safety of everyone of Ar- at Arcane. They're going to be taking extra time to complete it. Uh, they apologize for the extent late. Uh, thank you, game director, game director Dinga Bakaba. Great name. Um, 
yeah, this is. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I, I think re- delays are a good thing. So this is like good news for for me. It's like anything to like mitigate crunch is yeah. just good in my oh. I don't care. Take us take 10 years to make the game as long as the game actually gets made and you don't crunch the fuck out of your people. I don't care what oh, you do. Oh no. Don't you understand? They put themselves on a limit. They're going to be crunching them until that day. Uh no, just keep delaying it. I, You're right. I, I do would... hear that a lot of a lot of companies that do delay games, they still end up crunching. Yeah. Anyway, I would hope that I, I would I I haven't heard any sort of expose about Arcane. Yeah, yeah. So they're probably fine. And and like Bethesda in general is apparently one of the better, one of the better companies in in regards to crunch. Who explain why their games come out the way they do? I guess, but you know. But I mean, super. What about Super Giant? I'm I'm talking about like big big AAA publishers. I'm not talking about fucking indie devs like like Super Giant. Yeah. I would I would hope that no fucking indie studio is crunching. Uh, yeah. Oh, every indie I mean, studio Arcane's, is crunching. Arcane's got 150 people working under them. Like they like I don't know that much. It's not a lot, yeah. but it's like I, I don't know. I I don't think. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about them crunching, so I'm going to say that they're probably not. I'm sure it's fine. I'll wait for the I'll wait for the Jason Schreier article yeah. to to make my judgment. Sorry, I can't have an opinion on on uh, <laughs> Arcane Studios. Jason Schreier hasn't made his article yet. Yeah. Sorry, Jim Sterling hasn't made a new video. I gotta wait. <laughs> so, uh, we we need to we need to we need to read uh, Jason Schreier's new book before we can really understand like the intricacies of crunch. Yeah, true. What, what's, what is that book? called? Press. Press reset. Press Shut, sneak Shut up. That's not yeah. what it's called. <laughs> Shut up. I'm yeah. You fucking assholes. <laughs> I'm the only. I am the only person in this call that likes Jason Burning Schreier. Burning bridges, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Jason Schreier. Fuck you, Richard you can come Lewis. onto my podcast. You can't come onto this one though. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, it's uh, yeah. It's press reset. That's that's the book. I'll press reset. All right. But yeah, no. Tammy, what's the rest of your news? Tell me. Tell me about the, the horrors of the world. All right. We're doing it. We're talking about the, the scariest thing on the planet, Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, um, wait. Oh, <laughs> I, I, you have two things of news. Whoops. All right. Continue. I do? Yeah. Yeah. You, you shortages. Oh. Uh, Fucking okay, anime brain yeah. immediately talking about Final <laughs> Fantasy. God. Uh, yeah. So. It's um, like horrors. Like, oh, he must be talking about Final Fantasy. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's terrifying. You get addicted to it. Um, so Final Fantasy fourteen had uh, a their full rundown on the new patch, uh, patch five point five, which is going to be the final patch until Endwalker uh, for the Shadowbringer saga of the Final Fantasy final four Fantasy patch, 14. baby. Let's fucking final go. Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, new main story quests are being added. New dungeon is being added. Um, the final chapter to the sorrow of Worlet is being added. Don't ask me what that yes. is because I'm still not really sure. Finally, uh, the final near update is going to be added into this, um, which is canon. Just as a reminder to the near lore, um, these events of Final Fantasy 14 are canon, and you might have to have played them to understand some stuff that happens in the near replicant remake. I'm just, just saying. That just reminds me of uh, when you start up Barkley Shut Up and Jam Guide and the first thing it tells you is that 
warning the story you were about to experience <laughs> is canon yes <laughs> i, need I just imagine uh, what the fuck yoko taro playing the playing barkley and being like and starts like taking notes <laughs> uh i bet he has he seems like the kind of person that would like that game infinite uh, respect to anyone who's played barkley unless you're unless you suck then hell yeah fuck you um so yeah basically it's just all the final updates to some stuff um the Feast, which is their PvP mode, is getting a new season, which is pretty normal for patches. The final update to the Save the Queen questline is being there. The new Unreal stuff, new crafter things. Uh, there's a new mount, new triple triad stuff. Um, just a lot of new things. Uh, most importantly, they're adding upscaled UI for people who play on large displays or even just 4K monitors. Unga bunga. Because of the PS5 version. Me don't know how to play Triple Triad. Yes. I kind of know how to play it. I'm not as crazy about it as some people are, though. Triple Triad's sick. I take it over take it over Blitzball, but... Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, people are saying that they need to add Blitzball in the FF14, Blitzball. which I do agree. They, they have to add it for the culture, not because people like it. Yes. Uh, I, I'll say the most interesting thing from all this, because this is really the last thing I'll say on it, um, is that Yoshi P said in the the JP Dev like interview thing they did about this that they're trying to reduce the amount of in-game currency that's currently in the game. Good luck. And they don't want to just strip it from people because obviously that's kind of fucked. Buying GF. Um, but they're trying to make more items that are like cool mounts and stuff that are only possible with large amounts of gill. RuneScape has been trying to do this for fucking ever, dude. Good fucking luck. I know. So I don't think I think it's an, I think it's interesting. It's not going to go. You anywhere, can't though. like I have you, an idea. Fighting inflation in a game where gold is infinitely generated and there's no like way to get rid of it is not possible. <laughs> Add a huge money sink to to all right the Endwalker DLC. It has this huge money sink per per like server or, or like guild or whatever the fuck they do in that game. Uh, everyone contributes. Everyone contributes to this big, like gigantic amount of of gill, and the reward is is this fucking awesome amount. The lunar whale, the lunar whale from Final Fantasy IV. The is, lunar whale is purchasable in the shop right now. Fuck! It's, it's already in the add, game. It's being added. It's it's it is literally being added with this patch into the shop to buy for thirty dollars. I um, mean, just just tax they, players to do raids. No, <laughs> money it, broke it, most of the time in the game as is. Yeah, you're gonna it be broker. Be, it, I I imagine it'll just be like are there airships in the game? Do they do anything? Yes. Yeah, they it'll fly. probably just be like a fucking souped up badass airship because that's pretty much what it is. Uh, yeah, I don't they think they Yeah, um, uh, kind of kind of tangenty, but like near near Automata could just like. <laughs> Could just have an MMO. Like the the the, the proof of concept is there in Final Fantasy fourteen. People would play that. Yes. Cause I've heard like multiple times, like, you know, I don't really even care about Final Fantasy fourteen. I just care about like the near content. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely some people. Um I'll say this, like 
Final Fantasy XIV is available as a free trial from levels 1 to 60 with the first DLC pack. No, it's 1 to 50, actually. But that's not even what it is. Um, Final Fantasy XIV is, is, like, legitimately good outside of the first 200 hours of the game. Um, I hate the story content. I hate I'm the JRPG guy, and I'm like, fuck off. I hate that the, I have the to play for the story. I hate it. The I, I do as well. I wish I could just hit 50 and then just choose to, like interact with the story if I wanted to but I get why they want you to interact with the story to keep it like a Final Fantasy game um, Noel hates Final Fantasy he does but he loves Final Fantasy I like 14. World of that's Warcraft that's why he plays it every day yes um, I, I, Final Fantasy 14 is really good I will recommend if you want to play it um, wait for it to go on a sale buy it then buy the the skip the first two expansions pass and a character level up. Uh, the first two not that good. They're people long. People like Heaven's Ward. I don't. I think Heaven's Ward is pretty weak, but some people really like it. So maybe just really just skip a Realm Reborn. It costs you eleven dollars to skip a Realm Reborn. Um, Why should I have to pay like, to get less content? Just give me the option yeah, to fucking skip it. I, I hate thought this I so thought the much. fucking Realm Reborn like saved the fucking MMO, and now I hear it sucks. It no, it did save it. Compared to vanilla, it's way better, but it doesn't mean it's still like it just takes not good. It takes forever to play through, and all your friends are sitting there having a lot of fun, and you're just sitting there like. I guess I'll spend two months of my subscription playing by myself in this massively multiplayer online role-playing game. Me- meanwhile, your your friends are in the most recent expansion, literally. Is that spoilers? You'll want to bleep that out. <laughs> what? <laughs> that- I don't even have. Whoops! Like, my brain just kind of went on autopilot there. Uh, yeah, bleep that out. And yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. And tell me your other news too, Tabby. Uh, yeah. So the other news is something that we all kind of knew already with everything that people have been talking about, but um, and this has been for a year now at least. Foxconn finally admits to a component shortage, or admits that the component shortage is going to continue. Uh, and that's delaying Foxconn, if you don't know, is I think the largest manufacturer of electronics in the world. They're based out of China. They also have the highest suicide rate, I'm pretty sure. Um, they were, I think they were the first company to invest in suicide nets for their buildings. Just saying. Um, but damage mitigation. Yeah. But the, um, the, so there's just a full component shortage uh, and that's a variety of different things, capacitors to silicone to put in there, to processor, chip, micro, copper, everything. Everything you need to build electronics is in a shortage right now. And that's due to a variety of factors. Mostly we're just running out of silicone. Um, and we are, um, you know, with COVID, their factories aren't that are able to produce the parts that make those components aren't in full swing or are finally just getting back to it. So we're going to be, uh, you see a global wide across the board, electronics shortage. I mean, we have been seeing the, it. It's just, it's but now we're going to see apparent. it continue yeah. until n- or this time next year or later. Um, so Fuck yes. good luck trying to buy your PS five. We just need I'm to start to like investing in like biotechnology where we like harness the power of like, a live cat or the something. The processor. Yes. That's right. The Sony PlayStation 3. 
Don't mind me just uh, cradling my PlayStation 5 box with my no games. Are you going to keep the box? I was going to put it downstairs, yeah. Maybe when you're 40, it'll be worth something. No, it won't be. There'll be nostalgia for the PS5. They'll be like, hey, man, you you guys remember the PS5? It has like a handle, so if like I ever need to move it, I might as well just keep the box. That's why I kept mine. Yeah, no, I actually keep a lot of my electronics boxes because they're perfect to like ship things in. Because I they, wish they make... I really shouldn't keep a lot of things, but boxes I mean, is fine. Yeah, boxes. Uh, I. But yeah, that's my news. Cool. Uh, do you have anything else, Tech? You did all your news, right? No. No. Yeah. So, uh, Path of Exile two. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. We got like a, gotta uh, talk about my MMO. Now you gotta talk about your MMO. Yeah, it's not really. I mean, it's kind of an MMO. Uh, the Path of Exile uh, devs, uh, who are their names? Grinding Gear. That's right, Grinding Gear Games, New Zealand-based company. Uh, owned by Tencent. Hosted, yeah, owned by Tencent. Aren't we all? I'm owned by Tencent. Yes. Uh, they uh, they did like a live stream talking about like so if you don't know what like Path of Exile is it's kind of like Diablo two or Diablo three where they do like seasons and uh, every season they like switch up like stats and gear items and change things around and introduce new mechanics and so every time they uh, are doing like a new set they kind of like pour in a little bit of news with it too a new season I should say. Um, and this one, they, they gave us like kind of like a gameplay, uh, like a bunch of just like gameplay footage of Path of Exile 2, which is the sequel to Path of Exile 1. Uh, it's, it, but it's weird because it's like a sequel, but it's not. They both play on the same client. You can port your character forward or back from Path of Exile 1 to 2. They have different stories, but the multiplayer is the same. It's really strange. I don't oh, know. It's like Overwatch 2. Yeah, but Overwatch 2, kinda? I don't know. Because, like, the thing is, is, like, I don't know how it works, because Path of Exile 2 has, like, different systems, but it shares multiplayer. So, like, how you, like, get your skills is different in, in Path of Exile 2, but it also, like, shares multiplayer. No idea how it's going to work. But anyway, uh, we got to see a little bit of it. It looks way too good. For Path of Exile, uh, I hate it. I think Path of Exile should be able to run on like potatoes, and this is not. It, dude, the animations—they're too good. <laughs> the 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 VFX are too good. I I think that I think that you need to be able to run this thing on a Windows XP machine. So yeah, you you were saying that earlier that it's like, can this run on XP? Well, they're gonna start a class war. Yeah, no, I see. Path of Exile, Path of Exile <laughs> two players. Because the online is shared, I definitely will see. Like, I, I think Path of Exile two players will see people playing Path of Exile one content and whatnot, and be like, "Ha, huh, you're poor." <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's pretty cool. We don't have like a release date for it. It's not coming out this year, though. Uh, the new season news is like only interesting if you care about path of exile so i won't even get into that but path of exile 2 hell yeah so uh i guess i'm the only one with news left then oh i thought you had i thought you were done nope nope we gotta talk about e3 again oh yeah e3 yeah because e3 is back baby yes 
we're having all the companies back except for Sony and EA. Uh, Nintendo has confirmed they're coming back. They're gonna have they're gonna have another digital show, just like they have been for the past like almost almost ten years now. I think the last time they did a, I mean, I don't think they're it's all digital. It's an all digital show, so everyone's doing digital stuff. But like, uh, Microsoft's gonna be there. Ubisoft, uh, Blizzard. Uh, no, Blizzard isn't gonna be there. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, the, like a couple of people aren't showing up. Like Square Enix is usually there. They're, they're not showing up. Uh, Activision, Bamco, Sega—they're not going to be there, which is kind of shitty. But you know, uh, they'll be at they'll be at TGS. At least Bamco and Sega will. They're going to show nothing, and they're um, going to have so like thirty hours of interviews with idols. If I- oh, well, there's there's one uh, there's one more company. There's one more company that's going to be there, and it's going to be none other than Konami. Konami's going to show up. Uh, uh, you're missing one other one, actually. Oh, who else? Capcom is going to be there, uh, be at the E3 showcase. Oh, that's good. Um, and people are like saying, "This is it. This is the confirmation. New Marvel versus Capcom game being revealed at E3." And I'm just like, "Shut the fuck God, up!" Fighting game players Capcom's are so. Be, fi- fighting game players are the worst because it's like Resident Evil Eight is coming out. Monster God. Hunter Rise exists. Your mom knows who Iron Man now is anymore. You can't get Marvel versus Capcom. I'm sorry. I mean, we did, and it was bad, but... Yeah, last time you did, it was fucking rushed and shit. Yeah, but they had the Thanos Gauntlet tournament. Okay, that's that's pretty funny. (laughs) No, that tournament is insane. So, winners of of premiere events got Infinity Stones, depending on what the event was. Did they look like the pre-order bonus ones? The eggs? No, they were just figurative, because they gave you different abilities in tournament. That sounds like some shit I'd come up with. That's fucking awesome. It's actually kind of cool, because, like, like some of them were were interesting, so it was like... And just imagine Sonic Fox just winning all of them. And then doing uh, like a Sonic Fox thing at the end of a tournament. The the w- there was one that was like you select your opponent's team. <laughs> uh, my the the one that's probably the most busted was you get the first touch in a game. <laughs> Aren't like which, Marvel versus Capcom games like touch of death? Yes, you that that means literally one character dead. <laughs> um. There, the, the, I, I don't. Really I don't understand. Know, How come this the, didn't work? There's two others. I don't remember. Or there was one where you could mess I'd, with the button configuration on your opponent's controller. Yes, yes. There's messing. <laughs> there's messing mess with your opponent's buttons. My personal favorite was swap places with someone else in the bracket. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so it's like, you okay, get the that, dodge what's, bracket. What, what's, what's I'm doing? Oh, I'm playing against playing against Daigo next. No, 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 no. Give me Chris G. I want to play against him instead. We're switching. <laughs> Chris G's like, what the fuck? <laughs> now I want Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite to have been successful because <laughs> this is fucking awesome. <laughs> it was really, Please. it was a really nightmarish tournament though for all who went. <laughs> The problem uh, I is I don't like if like, when money's on the line, it, it, like fighting game player anyone really would just do some grimy shit to win, and th- that's like <laughs> maximum grime. <laughs> just went getting like a, a thing like that, and yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Da-da-da. Oh yeah, uh, Soul Stone. So Space Stone was the bracket swap. Soul Stone allowed you to erase one of your losses in a three out of five set. 
Um, These are the kind of things that like Yu-Gi-Oh would print as like a prize card that you this, could use. This is just Yu-Gi-Oh. This is just yeah. a Yu-Gi-Oh. This is just Pegasus. Pegasus uh, is yeah. So time or, like, stone. The fucking Millennium Rod does this now. I don't know. Time stone was uh, negate someone else's stone. Uh, power power no. stone was was you get to execute the first combo of a match and cloud 805 won that which is like cloud 805 is a very like technical player so there's he's like he'd figure out a way to <laughs> to kill both characters in one combo yeah um mind stone yes yeah, selected your opponent's uh characters and infinity stone and reality stone let you swap three button functions yeah very good. I'm putting this. I'm putting the start button like where your where your punch button is. That's what people were saying to do, so that when they press that, then they get DQ'd for pressing the start button in the match. Uh, yeah. What were you saying though, Tech? What was your? Uh, right. We were talking about fucking E3. Yeah. No. It's just. Uh, it's, it's just. It's just going to exist in some way. It's gonna be free cool. still. We've gone like. Uh, We've gone, like, fucking four episodes of, like, E3 is dead, E3 alive, E3 paid, E3 alive. <laughs> and free, and, and Konami's gonna be there. Yeah, uh, Konami, pretty cool. Uh, so with Bethesda being bought by Xbox, do you think we might get Todd Howard, please? I I would love... I, I need another B3 show. I need more of those. Just please, <laughs> I, I for the really love of hope, God, I need I hope, more Bethesda E3. <laughs> I hope Bethesda gets their own panel. I, I hope just, they're not just put into the Xbox listen, panel. I, I want them to be put somewhere. I want Todd Howard. I just want to see Todd Howard, dude. I miss you. Call, return my calls. Where are you? <laughs> and I'm so sorry. That's DMCA. Is it? Yeah, because I do it so well. Right, right? I'll put like 10 it's- Doom shotguns there. <laughs> I'm not actually going to do that. Uh, That's all my news. That's cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, E3, very cool. Do you have anything to say about E3, Tabby? Please be normal next are year. We gonna, are we going to cover E3? How are we going to do that? You want to do like a live stream on the channel? Uh, <sighs> probably not because I got work. Do you want- well, let's discuss that not while we're recording. <laughs> Oh no! Viewers love inside baseball. It's true. All right. I mean, like, I can take a day off of work for E three. I can't. I'm, not, take, I'm, I just can't. Saying, I'm not taking a day off of work for fucking E three. Yeah. Especially when we'll Sony just, isn't gonna be there. It's like who fucking. We'll just have on. to do. We'll just have to do a roundup. It's probably yeah. fine. We could just yeah. stay off of all social media and then do a roundup ep- podcast every single day. <laughs> I don't, I don't know about that. If you want to edit those, maybe. But uh, look, it's gamer Christmas. Okay, let's, let's talk about Return to the Past. Yeah, let's let. I, you know, it's funny. I thought of another. I thought of another tagline for this. Hit or me like with another it. song. We could use. No, I forget it. I forgot what it uh, was. I was at work when it happened. So we're gonna have to stick with Andy Blarg's Return to the Mac parody song that you were using again. Thank you, Andy Blarg, for letting us use this song. Uh, shout outs to Andy Blarg. Shout outs to Andy Blarg. Check out his YouTube channel. It's good stuff. Friend of the show. 
A link to the past starts the show. A link to the past gives your all. You know the schemes of life. You won't fall. A link to the past save the world. A link. No, do you want to start off with your with your monumental news? Uh, yeah, sure. Of, of news from the past, from this current week in games. That's that's yes. what this section in journalism not guaranteed is. We are going. Yeah. We went. We went back. So basically, like we cover news from four two twenty 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 one to uh, four nine twenty twenty one, and then we go back and find news from April second through uh, April 9th in the past, just like any year. Um, Why are you explaining it like this? Particular what? Sometimes I feel like we don't explain it well enough. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, I feel like someone could hop into our podcast and just like be like, "Oh, they're just like talking about random shit." (laughs) At the end, (laughs) (laughs) talking about pizza now. (laughs) Um, Fair. So, uh, April sixth, nineteen eighty-six. The the company Atlas was born. Atlas, known makers of video games such as Persona 5 The Royal. <laughs> and Persona 5 Strikers, yeah. Yes, and P5A uh, that does not what exist they, yet. I, so they've been around for 35 years? I don't yep. get it. So they made their first game 30 years later? Persona 5? <laughs> Jeez, I mean, like, we were talking about delays, now they're good, but, like, fucking 30-year delay? Shit. I mean, listen, dude, if that's what it takes to Why'd get Persona 5... Why'd they start with five, the fifth one? Like, weird. <laughs> fucking Japanese developers, who knows? <laughs> uh, no, it's super crazy. Uh, I feel like this is, like, the millionth time I've talked about Atlas, but they just... I guess April... They come up a lot. I guess April was just, like, March through April was just a good good uh, set of days from them in the past. You know? But, uh, well, March was uh, April's the beginning of the fiscal year, so that's when we, that's when we hear yeah. about a lot of yeah. That's when like, things bump. That's when things start in the business world, and games are business, of course. Uh, I'm seeing a comment on their post about it. It's like unmasked eight ninety one on Twitter. It's like remember who you were before Persona got mainstream. <laughs> God, I love God. entitled gamers. Twitter dude. comment of the week, everyone. Yes. I always forget about that segment. Sometimes we do too. Yeah, it's uh there's not much I have to say about like Atlas. It's it's very cool that they've been around. Like 1986, that's like before video games existed, right? Mm-hmm. Um it's uh it's they're as old as Zelda and Metroid. Yeah. Which like comparatively they're like as old as dirt, like yeah, I, I, 35 years is fucking old as hell in games. That's like, how old am I? I'm 26. Atlas existed nine years longer than me. Yeah. Man who is talking Precisely. about them on a podcast. Atlas is a cool company. Sometimes they're not a very cool company. Uh, but they make good games, at least. So it's kind of like it's kind of like Nintendo in a way. Where, where it'd be like, man, fuck you, Atlas. Still and buying Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne, though. <laughs> and, they're, and they're really backwards on a lot of technology policies about their games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Weren't uh, they do doing not the stream thing? Nocturne HD. Yeah, what the fuck? Do not stream 20-year-old PlayStation 2 Jesus game. Jesus Christ. I, I cannot believe they did that. Also, telling them to remember who they were before Persona, dude, is, that's like telling them to stop releasing in America, dude. Yeah. 
It's okay. The localization will still take uh, a year for for games. <laughs> uh. Worldwide worldwide release for five though. Twenty twenty one. Get excited. Get hype. Isn't that supposed to be out like end of the month? No, no. People were like when when it first got announced for twenty twenty one. They people were saying that it was gonna come out at the uh the beginning of the fiscal year but uh but that was like wrong or something it's just 2021 mm. if anything it's probably gonna come out in like november we'll probably get the date revealed at e3 this year tech, yeah tech, this, will be, this you, will be the time tech why did you tell me to go first when you have like 10 things on your list i have three things and i don't know what to tell you i i i <laughs> <laughs> you, you all, you all had, you all had, uh, you all had all week to come up with to, to do some news. I personally did some journalism earlier today, True, and, uh, and scrounged quite a few of quite a few newses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then why don't you get into yours? Yeah, I'll go into the most boring one. Uh, so Microsoft, uh, some Microsoft executives had a uh, had an interview back in uh, April six, two thousand seven. Uh, they're just talking about uh, the future of digital distribution. Um, they were with a, uh, they were with a, a, a like a, a Hewlett Packard event. Remember Hewlett Packard HP? Uh, I believe. Still around. Are they still around? They're not nearly yeah. as big as they used to be, though. No, no, they are still quite big. But no one talks about them. They are still quite big. Like, oh, f- no. like fucking whatever, man. The, the, anyway, I, I, I'm literally using an HP monitor right now. Oh, I'm using an All Asus. Right. All right, I am too. All right, fine. You know, what? I'll eat crow. I'm sorry. All right, I just associate Hewlett Packard with like, with like Gateway and IBM. I don't know. I just do. Anyway, <laughs> IBM is still around. You're not gonna tell me that the fucking kids know what IBM is, dude. Though. IBM they don't, but they're still around. IBM bought UStream. They did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Fucking whatever. Anyway, <laughs> this this is <laughs> this is just an interview from like the the dawn of of like being able to download games uh uh through the internet on your console. Just 2007, so the 360 was less than two years old at this point. The PS, same with the PS3, the Wii, the Wii was just a little uh, over, or just I think it, the Wii was no, the PS3 wasn't even a year old because it came out in 06, right? Same with the uh, same with the Wii. So yeah, yeah, because this was in April, so it was a little while. In, uh, it was barely, it was in the infancy of the seventh gen. Uh, obviously, back then. Uh, downloading stuff wasn't nearly as as feasible as it is nowadays where where not only do mo- a lot of people pre uh, download their games like exclusively they also there's also like preloading games and all that shit uh, they talk about how steam steam is kind of picking up and that definitely is that definitely happened uh, basically this article is like unfortunately for them, they were very right about pretty much everything they said about digital distribution. Uh, it it hasn't overtaken physical, and they talk about how like physical physical media is is still like kind of important to them. Uh, I'm sure nowadays <laughs> a lot of yeah 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 uh, applause. 
Is this Phil Spencer saying that? No, Phil Spencer had nothing to do with Microsoft back in 07. Uh, who was it? Still Phil Harrison running the show? No, it was Don Matrick, right? Oh, was he God. running the show back then? Yeah, I think so. That's crazy, fucking Christ, that guy. Uh, but I don't even. They, this was who? Rich a uh, Rich Wickham was saying this. I have no clue who that is. Uh, perhaps we'll do a Rich, little bit of sleuthing. Rich Wickham's a very funny name. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. The, yeah, uh, this is yeah, this is a lot of just like <sighs> I like how he says like we don't want to like tell retailers that we're like planning on killing the medium eventually because that'll scare them. But like we think it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's the frog in the the boiling pot. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Um, but it's interesting. They're talking about like live arcade and being like. Uh, we think this just like provides a better experience to like purchasing a game because you can buy like you you can get like the demo right there and if you like it you can buy it right there and it's like you know I in that regard I kind of live arcade is kind of was kind of cool because it was an avenue for a lot of smaller games to uh to to reach more people like I mean that's how Super Meat Boy got big right because mm-hmm. it was on live arcade yeah and, I watched indie game the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I was hoping this would happen. <laughs> Fuck yeah, indie game the movie count, baby. It can't, we did it again. Yeah, but but no, I mean they're fucking right. The live arcade, you weren't gonna see Super Meat Boy in stores. It's true. I mean, like as At much as I then. love like like physical media and like having it and the finality of like physical media, especially like in offline games, we're like very much in an era in 2007 where that's just kind of like going away and we're starting to see like new content like popping up for games that have already been released. And we're also seeing a lot more indies being able to like do their thing, which is a very good thing. You know, I I like having the discs and I wish that like there was a way for indies to release on disc as well, but it's just kind of not a thing. So it's more feasible than it used to be limited run games. I mean, yeah, but, but even like some of the bigger indie games managed to get, uh, managed to get box releases. The thing is, is that like physical, as much as I hate to say it, physical owning physical games in general, it feels it, it it's it's not as tangible as it used to be. Like way less yeah. tangible than it used to be. Because like, go buy a fucking case you know, and you get like a, a paper with a code on it in it, and that's the only thing in the I'm case. Not even, I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about like you know you you pop the disc in and oh the day one patch. Yeah, right. I gotta yeah. I gotta I gotta download that. Yep. If if I was I just like every single time that happens to me, I just can't help but feel like shit. If I ever wanted, if I theoretically wanted to play this game, I wouldn't be able to because it doesn't have the day one patch. Yep. It's just. I had I had like a forty minute argument with somebody over this the other day, so I'm not gonna rehash like it. An- it was like an hour. I was <laughs> oh, there. really? Yeah. That's funny. I dodged it. Yeah. I was playing. I was playing Demon Souls. That's why I made that yeah. tweet. That's like, uh, release your game once on physical uh, DVD ROM and never touch it again. Challenge. <laughs> it, no, no, no. It was. It was more like an hour and a half. Now that I'm really. <laughs> yeah, it was. About it was it. definitely it was... a very long argument with an Australian man. <laughs> it's always the Australian man. Yeah. 
so yeah, that's cool. Uh, also, I just want to note because I saw it here. We'll, we'll get to you, Tabby. I'm sorry for kind of jumping on the bit here, but I saw in the sidebar of this article that you're talking about from Gama Sutra, another article. Uh, it's an editorial from. Uh, oh wait, why is that? Oh seven. I'm going to talk about it anyway. It's on this article. Uh, they're talking about, they're doing an editorial and they're like, will hardcore gamers be pushed aside yeah, this generation? And they're talking about well, well, how like wait, Nintendo will hardcore gamers. What they're like, they're like, ni- sorry. Will hardcore gamers be pushed aside? Yes. This oh, okay. Okay. So, and like the thing is, is they're like talking about how like successful the Wii and DS is and the casual markets. And they're like, should Sony and Microsoft take similar steps? And I just think that's a very funny, like, editorial, like, question. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, this is from July. Yeah. July 9th, 2007. It's because, uh, it's because the day that this page was captured was in, uh, was July 10th. Oh, okay. That makes on sense. On Archive. But it actually came yeah. out on, uh, yeah. yeah, the April 6th. Yeah, that's probably why. But, uh, yeah, I saw that the sidebar and I couldn't help myself but want to bring that up because that's just like a such a like vid game company doing this. Should all vid game company do this? <laughs> it's literally that's literally just been game journalism since the dawn of time. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, go again. Mind. Go for it. Yeah, I'm going to go again because I want to talk. So when I was reading this. Uh, I want I, I I saw that I saw this article and I thought it was pretty funny and it's also about Microsoft and uh it's technically from the first of April but you know what fucking we covered the direct in the first episode and all that <laughs> Our shit. Formula so fucking, is falling apart <laughs> we're fucking running we're fuck, we're fucking running this one because because it's good uh it's an interview with uh uh fucking Christ it's an interview with uh Yoshiki Okamoto of Game Republic and Tetsuya Mizuguchi of Q Entertainment. They are talking about the next-gen Xbox. It's from April 1st, 2005. So this is before it even had a name, I suppose. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a very short little article. It just uh, it talks about uh, Okamoto, who was involved in Street Fighter 2 and Resident Evil. He used to work with Capcom. Uh, he left to form Game Republic. And uh, uh, to make all, all sorts of sort uh, all sorts of smaller projects, I suppose. Uh, Game Republic, I believe. Where the fuck is Game Republic now? They, uh, I believe, they got uh, bought out by someone. It was codenamed Xenon. That's what it was. What? Xenon. The uh, Xbox 360's code name was oh. Xenon. Oh, because like an X. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So. Yeah, they uh, yeah, they Game Republic closed back in in June 2011, but a lot of their a lot of their staff got absorbed in the Tango Game Works, so that's where a lot of them are now. Um, uh, Game Republic made games like uh, they made Folklore, or at least they helped make Folklore, I believe, with Japan Studio. Uh, I think that's probably their biggest game. Uh, but they also made Genji: Dawn of the Samurai and Days of the Blade. Hmm. Uh, Genji Days of the Blade, I believe, is the game with the giant enemy crabs. Giant enemy crabs. That was at the, that was at the PS3 show back, like way back in the day. But basically, um, he he talks about he wants he, he's excited about the uh, about being able to take advantage of the Xbox Live online stuff, 
and uh, he he expresses interest in wanting to make a uh, like this party a party game that will become the Xbox's Super Smash Brothers Melee, like a system seller. Yeah, he wants it to be. Yeah, he wants it to be like, well, yeah, that so, like that huge like tentpole title for the console. Yeah, this this is interesting to me. Do we know like what game that was meant to be? It. I, so I was looking at their their gameography. It has to be this game called Every Party because Every Party, Every Party. It was because it it was a launch title for the 360 in Japan. It never released over here for one. Just kind of sad. Um, but also funny. Wait, this looks like the shit. really funny thing is it was the last Game Republic game released for the 360 until 2010 with Clash of the Titans, which was a multiplat. <laughs> what? This game doesn't even look good. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of doesn't. How can you, like, make this game and be like, yeah, we want this to be Melee? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, dude. Um, Something something else he, he talks about how, like, uh, a lot of a lot of companies really wanted to hire this guy. Uh, because of his experience with fighting games and he just wasn't interested in doing something like that so he turned them all down um it's kind of just kind of an interesting like it, it's cool that he wanted to like kind of focus on like other sorts of projects and didn't want to just get bogged down in being the fighting game guy I don't know how is it was Tab you know fighting game stuff was this guy like hugely involved in Street Fighter 2 what was his name again Ah uh, shit. Um uh Yoshiki Okamoto. Or Yoshiki, maybe. I'm Yosh- sorry if I'm butchering. Yoshiki. Uh White guy says Japanese names wrong. Challenge. Yeah. He did uh he worked on Final Fight. He worked on is he credited as Yeah, he's credited as the lead producer for the game. Okay. Oh, okay. So so he's like a alright, yeah. Then alright. You guys, I'm just curious. You guys want to see something and, um, weird? Sure. Look, look at this picture that Tech will put in the show notes of like just every party like let's play footage on the IGN official YouTube page, and all of the descriptions are just none. Period. None. none period. None. <laughs> this is like a creepy pasta. This is like some ARG shit. Like, there's a bunch of us. Uh, I, I I will say so. He isn't uh, credited onto to Turbo though. Uh, Which people like too, but that's not the Turbo's definitive the version. Turbo yeah. Two is like which one did DSP super, win? Super Turbo, right? Yeah, he won Super Street Fighter Two Turbo, Super Turbo. Yeah, he he won he won like a PS One port of Super Tur- or PS Two port of Super Turbo that everyone hates that no one played. That's why he won, right? Because <laughs> he was one of the only people who went to that Evo. I mean, Daiko went to it. Oh shit! Never mind. Wait, then what? he deserve. He deserve. Wait. Fuck. We're not talking about this. We're talking about. We're talking Did about. DS- um, I don't even know. What, I, we're talking I about mean, the DSP are you thing. About DSP. Yeah. No D- DSP. I, I think maybe DSP won more events in Marvel too, though. Like that's what DSP is known for. Yeah, but oh. he's the one. He, he he always talks about the Super Turbo win. He, in like he 05. Like, he was like shit talking Daigo really hard. He's like, I'm coming for you, Daiko. I'm coming for you. 
DSP did uh, did not want an Evo U slur. Here's a freaking video of DSP getting his ass word I'm not going to say on the internet by Tokido in top eight. Um, <laughs> uh, he won it. Oh, who cares? Um, it, it, he, was, he, was, he was playing Vega. What a fucking loser. I think Vega was also busted in that version due to like some if, bug. If if Vega knocks you down, he has a instant left right mix up on your wake up. So it's literally you play a guessing okay. game, and if you guess incorrectly, he's still at an advantage. All right, shut up. He placed fourth because he placed fourth at 2005 <laughs> Evo tournament Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. Congratulations to Darkside Phil for winning fourth in Evo in Evo uh Evo two thousand five. Here's your two hundred dollars. <laughs> Fucking they 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 interviewed two developers for this next gen Xbox. And the other the other one was uh, is Tetsuya Mizuguchi, who um uh, Q Entertainment they made uh they made Res and like Luminous and stuff. Uh he he he's like one of the big guys behind behind like all those all those uh all those rhythm games. Uh, he also worked on Space Channel Five, which is cool. Uh, but yeah, he seems uh he seems pretty optimistic about the Xbox and its future with his company. And I remember, all right, let's 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 take a look at what he released on Xbox Live Arcade. Um, actually, quite a few. Uh, uh, Luminous Live, uh, Every Extend, Extra Extreme, which is a mouthful, uh, and also uh, Meteos Wars and uh, 06, 07, and 08, respectively. And uh, uh, Mizuguchi actually he left he left Q Entertainment in 2013 and formed Enhanced Games, uh, which I believe are the developers behind the Tetris Effect. So. I've not heard um, of any of those games. I don't think you've never heard of Res. Red. I don't think so. That's that's. You're that's gonna have to review li- that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And then when you get to Reps Three Gog, you have to review that. And Reps Four Gog, and eventually Reps Five Gog. Res. I played Res a little bit of Nier game... the other day. I played a little bit of Nier the other day. That's kind of like Res, right? No, Res is a rhythm game that came with um. It had the. Uh, I believe it was called the. I'm, I'm looking this up. Res Enhance. Uh, it came with this little per- peripheral called the. Uh, it's not called the fucking Enhance. What the fuck? Uh, the you know, trans- fuck it. it's the it's vibrator. The trans- it came vibrator. with the vibrator. It's the trans vibrator. The trans vibrator. Yeah. All right. So uh, you, you put you put it on you put it on on your lap and uh, <laughs> and depending on what you do in the game res it uh it it'll vibrate depending uh, corresponding to the gameplay. Why? Uh, it uh it, it it's a it's it's a legendary peripheral. That's fucking ridiculous. Why would they do this? <laughs> um, no comment. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to get the vibrator. Do you, how much is it on eBay? It's gotta be expensive. It's very. It's it's one of the most iconic game peripherals ever. Just because of how ridiculous it is that they literally sold people a vibrator uh, i can buy a copy of the game with uh 
that's not opened and it has the vibrator for $54 from Japan with $25 shipping. Oh, but it's a Japanese copy. Uh, I can buy an NTSC version with the vibrator for like $87, $20 shipping. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. I mean, it's not like that's a lot of money, but it's not outlandish. Yeah, well, that's good. God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like fucking tape that shit to my face and be like, this is what I'm using it for. There's nothing else going on with this product. <laughs> I hear Res is really good. Uh, you you kind of liked FontaVision, didn't you? Yeah, I was going to say, I was looking at this game and I was like, this looks like a tech demo. <laughs> Re- Re- Res is the game Res fans won't shut up about. Well, I would assume. Like, like li- the people who I know that really like Res talk about it constantly. We should all play it someday. Do a Res spoiler cast. Oh, so Eventually. we should all get the vibrator. Of course. I mean... Well, I'll play the PS4 version that doesn't need it. I'll get the PS3 version. No, you need it. it, it, it I mean, the DualShock... Doesn't the DualShock 2... Yeah, yes, that's the, yeah. Why it's called the fucking DualShock is that it has rumble, it has so rumble. It's, yeah. it's not the same. Listen, you need to feel All the right. rumble in your hands and your body. <laughs> exactly. Or anywhere else. Nowhere else. <laughs> Uh, Tabby, got, Tabby? Tell us about tell us about your news from the past. All right, so I've got news. I've got news from the past about uh, on today, the day we are recording in 2014, the eighth, the eighth of April. I was gonna let, leave that up, leave it to the audience to decipher it. Let them. No, we. This is a news podcast. We specifically date ourselves. <laughs> oh right, yes. <laughs> um. So. Uh, uh, Gematsu got a leak for Smash 4 uh, bef- I think it was like a day before a direct came out something like that uh, wait April 24th your April April 8th right that's when the April leak came out April 8th is when the leak came out and I don't remember when the direct was about Smash 4 that they were leaking um, um, it, it came out the, the it came out in July or in in uh, E3, that was when it happened. I mm. think the because Greninja was revealed in April, I think, and Greninja wasn't in. Gotcha. Yeah. So they in that leak they said that uh, Pac-Man, Mies, uh Shulk from Xenoblade, Palatina from Kid Icarus, Crom from Fire Emblem Awak- uh, Fire Emblem Awakening, uh, and the Chorus Kid from Rhythm Heaven. Uh, would be added into Smash 4, as well as a Pokemon from Pokemon X and Y. Um, there you go. Could you imagine I guess the, these leaks? Can you imagine, like, the internet during these leaks? And like, uh, I can, because I was there. Well, yeah, I, mean, I wasn't, because I'm not a Nintendo. Nintendo don't. I'm not, as, as, as the resident Nintendrone of journalism not guaranteed, I can tell you that there was a lot of dis- heated discussion over whether the Gamatsu leak was real or not. Well, the, what I, I specifically tells that. me that that was happening is because Shulk. <laughs> yes. Like, so... Sh- uh, people, people nowadays would probably scoff and be like, "Oh, of course, Shulk would be in in Smash Bros." No, 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 no. no. You is... need to, you need to rewind the clock back to 2014 when Xenoblade Chronicles was a game that I... only barely got released in the West, and no I one paid knew. seventy dollars from a GameStop used for that game. People, my sister bought it new. 
uh, for right. my brother, who cool. played the shit out of it. I've, whenever I think of Xenoblade, though, like I, I bought it and then haven't played it since. Uh, liter- there, literally, uh, literally, all I think is Rain. You're a lightsaber. Uh, oh yeah, oh, baby. Yeah, baby. Or Rain, do the yoinky splinky. <laughs> Leave it to Roy. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's Ryan, it's Ryan time. <laughs> Please. Uh yeah yeah this this uh. people uh, like all leaks people were like huh, yeah sure whatever dude and, and then Greninja was revealed and it's like oh well it wasn't actually it wasn't actually the it could have been anyone obvious guess and, and, and as as they I believe. Uh, I was a doubter, obviously. I was one of the... I was hashtag doubter. Uh, but when they revealed Palutena and the Mii Fighters and Pac-Man at the subsequent E3, I was like, okay, this is real. This has to be real, right? <laughs> the only thing that Leak got wrong, I think, was Chorus Kids. And, um... Yeah, yeah. Chorus Kids is the only character that wasn't in Smash 4, but people looked in the files, and not only did they find a Dr. Mario stage, sort of... So, sort of, like, half finished or whatever or just like files for it there's nothing you could really find of it there's also data of chorus kids so chances mm-hmm. are they were they were planned and they just got cut and they didn't make it into ultimate either <laughs> rip imagine telling somebody from brawl era smash that joker would be a character i know right yeah they'd be like <laughs> the joker holy shit that's fucking awesome <laughs> the joker <laughs> No, I, mean, I don't know. When did P5 come out? 2016. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> February 27th. Like, okay, it's I not it's not telling them that Joker would come out, but showing them Joker and being like, this is going to be a Smash character and he's holding a gun. <laughs> Ridley's going to be in Smash, dude. Okay, well, that was King like... K- Banjo-Kazooie Banjo is in Smash now. I, Super Mario's in Smash now. I feel like Joker is like more outlandish than any of them. I think Ridley is like... Ridley should have been in Smash from the beginning, dude. Sixty-four. You but say Ridley's that, but too the, big. Yeah, He's too big. To no, put like in. the people, the two big, the two big memers were, were like the majority. Especially since Sakurai himself was like, yeah, though he's too big. <laughs> that that was that that like killed when he when it, you know uh, that scene in the Christmas story where where Ralphie's like, I want a Red Rider BB shotgun, and, and like Santa's like, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> Well, I was like, I want, I want Ridley for Metroid and Super Smash Brothers, please, Mister Sakurai. Can you please give him to me? And then, and then, and, and then Sakurai just looks down at me. He's like, he's too big, kid, and he just kicks me down. I'm like, no. Tech, I, do you like that movie? I like, yeah, I like a Christmas Story. No, I haven't watched Noel's it. I've never seen it. All right, sorry, I'm on the wrong podcast then, because I hate that movie. You don't like Twin Peaks either. No, I like. Oh my God. You don't like Twin Peaks. I, if you if you only season three, fuck you, if, fake fan. If there's a movie that you like, think that I should have watched or like would assume that I've watched, I've not watched it. Hey, no, hey, that's watch me. Journalism not guaranteed. I watch it every time I edit it for fucking. You know, this, this podcast takes two. Oh no, it's safety not guaranteed. That was <laughs> I, the joke I, I was trying to make. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I did watch that movie. There's like a really weird scene where Audrey Plaza like dips her hair into the toilet. Yeah. Cool. I don't know why it was just so out of the blue and didn't fit the tone of the movie at all. Tech, have you watched it yet? Nope. But you got the OLED now. I don't have a Blu-ray. You have a PS3? It's on Netflix, and you have a PS5. Okay, well, I haven't gotten around to it yet. I don't know. Fuck you. 
I have to watch one movie a month, and it's not that. Dude, watch um, it with Nate. Um, maybe we have to. We're watching. We're watching The Matrix. Reloaded. Uh, reloaded. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I got him to watch The Matrix, and now uh, and, and I re- I really like The Matrix, and I never seen the sequels. So I'm like, fuck yeah. it, we'll watch them together. That's based Keanu. You're gonna watch the Animatrix? I want to, yeah. Animatrix. Because I hear it's actually good. Yeah. But uh, um Alright, yeah, so the, the Gamatsu leak, uh every it was it was definitely real in hindsight. Uh the only thing uh, I think the only character uh, the only characters it didn't guess were uh were Bowser Jr., Duck Hunt, and uh Robin. I don't think they I don't think he listed those characters in the uh well robin wasn't out yet what do you mean no you're thinking of corin no robin robin's from corin robin is the avatar character from awakening yeah Yeah, i know we we don't need to talk about corin you know i bought like a 3ds specifically to play awakening and then i played half of it that's so weird i played half of it realized that awakening is not a good game and then i sold my 3ds how did you like buy into the hype of Awakening? I like Fire Emblem. I thought I tried playing Awakening <laughs> and thought it wasn't good. Oh, oh! I was getting it mixed up with the Australian man again. <laughs> no, I, I for some reason I thought you were the one who said that awa- that that Awakening ruined the series or what? I mean, whatever. I don't think Awakening was that good, but like I I like the like Fire Emblem GBA games. So I'm like, ah, oh, yes, how quaint! I shall play Fire Emblem on a handheld. And then I did, and then I, yeah. you know, we we know how that hand uh, panned out. Uh, we do now, but yeah, no, that's uh, you know, I knew a guy in the Wii U era, uh, Smash Four, who called Robin Robin. <laughs> he he plays up with these weirdos. They, <laughs> they they have no excuse. People have no excuse to 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 have characters to name characters. Say their names wrong. The fucking he says the Xander Mobis says his name Robin. It's like fuck off. Hey, can I um, can I talk about some breaking news? As in sixteen minutes That's, ago, I'm making Tell a new rule, dude. You. No breaking news if we're past the news segment. It, it's not our fault that they keep fucking showing off yeah, shit. It, 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 the world ends with you. Fa- came out. Yeah, Squeenix I'm watching put it right now. For the, I'm literally me, gonna also me, play. Let me see. Link it, please. Uh, these like character it. designs are fucking sick as hell. I should probably play The World Ends With You at some point. This is the live commentary yeah. of the Twelwee trailer. Where, where is this showing Neo? off, like, the... Or is it is it The World Ends With You Neo or Neo The World Ends With You? World Ends With You Neo. Okay. Or, wait, no, it's Neo The World... I don't know. I like... Yeah, I mean, this game I like that looks they're crediting the awesome. voice actors in the trailer. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they do that a lot. Uh, the world ends with you. This soundtrack is fucking incredible. It is so goddamn good. Oh, this is pretty cool. Uh, this is looking like very stylish. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's giving me some big Persona Five vibes. I was lie. just about yeah, to joke this is just say like that. Persona Five. <laughs> it's giving me some Boss Baby vibes. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So where's Sora at then? Uh, uh, he's apparently in the trailer. From what I've. Oh no! The shit. Where the first reply? This I don't know, but I'm. Could be uh, it. Could, it could be a, a hater. Could be a hater. We got two to... minutes left in it, so I don't actually want to watch the whole thing while we're doing the podcast. <laughs> Can we skip through it a little bit? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. 
it's the world ends with you it's coming out july 27th that's basically oh, okay. the that's basically the news you need to know no no post credit scene all right we're good yeah uh, we're good yeah 12 we come into stores near you we definitely could have covered this next week and it wouldn't have been a problem uh apparently <laughs> towards the end uh neku the main character of 12 one shows up in like a hood oh that's cool oh is he like older I don't know. I couldn't tell. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, Mighty Number no. Nine. <sighs> April fifth, twenty sixteen. Uh, I found this a little nugget of news. Uh, Mighty Number no. Mighty Number no. Nine at this point was still was still on track for its spring twenty sixteen release date. Um, I believe Woo! it made it. I believe it made its really uh, made its spring twenty sixteen window by one day. Do we have to talk about it? <laughs> yes, we do. We need to talk about we need to talk about my number nine because uh, it's it was confirmed to become a launch title for the Tomahawk F1 Fuse by Fuse Entertainment. Uh, the Tomahawk F1 was a console uh, exclusive to China, Chinese territories. Uh, it is also uh, Fuse Entertainment. If you if that name rings a bell to any of you Mighty Number no. 9 backers, you will know them as the company that helped fund the Red Ash Kickstarter. Do we uh, do we have to talk about this? I'm already half done talking about it. So yeah. Um so I don't actually know if the Mighty Number no. if Mighty Number no. 9 ended up launching on the Tomahawk F1. I know it didn't show up on the 3DS, so okay, I what, assume it uh What is the Tomahawk F1 because I don't I'm like out of the loop on this. It was. It's just a Chinese game console that was meant to compete with like the PS4 and the Xbox, but it was incredibly weak. Um, it's Android based. It's yeah. It was one of those Android based consoles. It's like the Ouya. And no, I'll tell you what it's like. It's like the Soldier game console because Soldier Boy himself was selling these because they bombed so fucking hard that they ended up they ended up on a on those like those they freebooting yeah on those on those like freebooting websites like AliExpress and shit. So, so, so yeah, there, there you go. Just a little blast from the past. Everyone remember Mighty Number no. 9? Tabby, you remember um, Mighty Number no. 9, right? Unfortunately. Uh, I believe Mighty Number no. 9, Mighty Number no. 9 was one of the most successful gaming <laughs> Kickstarters. A lot of, a lot of Mega Man fans and people and fans of KG Inafune alike, they, they, they all pitched in a couple bucks to, to make his, to make his game, his dream a reality. Uh, as a, as a Mega Man fan who had an influx of cash when the Kickstarter was happening, yes, I backed it. Yes, I spent too much money on it. Yes, I regret Tabby, it. Tabby, you have too many influxes of cash when things are happening. I think you need to fix so that. that. So, um, I definitely would have backed it if I had money at the time, but, uh... uh I definitely would not It's okay, have. I backed it for you. I like the how, top comments how much, on... How much did you back it for? 250 That's a lot of money. You could buy three, you could buy three, uh, three of the vibrators for the PS2 for that money. Oh I could have bought a lot with that. I could have bought... Uh, at the time, I could have bought a sealed like Mega Man Two game. That's cool. I like the- all the good Mega Man games. I think for that much, I had all the good Mega Man games. I owned a I own a copy of Mega Man Battle 2. Network. I end my statement. No, I, I'm kidding. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm Tabby. I love Mega Man. Only Mega Man Two though. <laughs> no, I, I I like Mega Man. I played Mega. I I mean I like Mega Man. I've only played one through eight. Ah, uh, okay. So. 
I, for one, can find merits in all of the I Mega like, Man games. I like Battle Network. I just haven't gotten around to playing X, okay? I'm Link sorry. Yeah. Um, but the uh, b- 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 top comment on this is funny. It's at this rate, we'll be too busy playing Bloodstained 2 before this game comes out. <laughs> I, th- I think it is nice that Bloodstained did eventually come out and was good. Didn't have a trailer that was going like an anime May fan on Night. Night. That doesn't that guy still do like trailer stuff for? Um... He did the tra- he did the Guilty Gear Strive trailer a couple weeks ago. God bless him. <laughs> Mighty Number no. Nine's international publisher, Deep Silver, eGads. I had not realized that it would be published by that company. I definitely do not want to buy the game now. <laughs> Deep Silver is a shitty company. So I don't blame him. Silver. <laughs> Just egads. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, fucking commenters, man. <laughs> and that's all my news. That's all my news from the past. That's all the news. I think we had, I think I had some good news this week. I think we've like, ended news. Like, there's just no more left. The podcast is done. Yeah, we fucking killed news. If I even hear one more news. One more. Well, let's refresh Twitter, see if there's any new news. <laughs> yeah, I'm checking. Outriders is out now. Didn't Outriders come out last week? <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to Journalism Not Guaranteed. Uh, tune in next week when we don't talk about Outriders. and are uh, talk, talk about, about Outriders ever again. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, I legitimately have been thinking about buying it, playing it for two hours, and returning it. Uh, I don't do that. That's scummy. But I, I probably will try it out, though. Uh, yeah. I mean, you guys see my haircut, dude? I do. I like your haircut. I the do like your haircut. Can't. A lot. I cut it myself. Link in the show notes. Link, no, 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 no. Let's let's <laughs> let's abstain from that. I I literally show All myself right. in my videos, but like I don't care. Well, yeah, because they're waiting to see the new haircut for the new. True. They're not gonna see it. I recorded all my footage for that already.